What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to the Carmine Davis Show. The Carmine Davis Show. Carmine Davis Show. Carmine Davis Show. Carmine Davis Show. Okay. This is the last episode, and I wanted to kind of start it how I finish how I started. Um, I had a best friend on the first episode, you know, Malik, and then now I'm going to end it with my best friend. Um, since this is my first best friend since I was like, what, we were fourth grade? Yeah. Shout out to Pearl. You know, we really don't fuck with everybody like that, but if we fuck with you, you we fuck with you. Um, this is my first best friend, Sinclair Milton. Um, we've been down since the jellies and the bobos, you know. Um, we moved to Atlanta maybe like a couple of years ago. He moved before I did and I came after and we are doing it up. And I'm happy to have you on my show. Sinclair, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Sinclair. I'm ultra excited to be here. I've been trying to get on the show. Oh. <laughs> but no, but you know, we're just going to sit here and talk some shit and, you know, do it like we always do. Okay, give us your socials. So you can follow me at on, on Instagram, on Instagram, underscore Sinclair, and that's spelled with a C. So C-I-N-C-L-A-I-R. Right. Yeah, and my, um, my Twitter is, you know... <laughs> I have what, a questionable <laughs> Not what I post But what is posted that I like He has a freak Twitter and that's fine So y'all gotta work for that <laughs> Revealing soon um, Well But we'll work for that later on in a later show That could be a good thing that we talk about uh, Freak Twitters I, lo- I really do want to talk And I've actually been holding the conversation about freak Twitters To have it with you Because I don't have one but I actually have been thinking about doing one, not for myself, like my own personal videos, but I do understand the importance of like liking, because so, I can't run from the porn. If I see, if I see like a dick or an ass that I think is like worth following, I think I follow everybody who is, who needs to be followed on Twitter. If it's like free Twitter, I follow you. And that's male, female, like, because I feel like, you know, your body should be celebrated. So I like to celebrate those people in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> So are you a bookmarker or are you a liker? I'm a serial liker. Like I will go through and I'll, I like every fucking thing. Like if it's dick ass, like, but you know. What is the craziest thing that you have seen on Twitter that you followed and liked that you were, would be almost a shame. You're teetering shame. There's a guy that sticks uh weird. Like he sticks. <laughs> He'll like fuck a gear shift or like he's <laughs> he sticks like socks or like I've seen some of his videos that like you think that he's just like fucking around like a regular dildo and then when he's done he'll get off of that dildo and there's another dildo inside. <laughs> so, so it's almost like one of those like uh, Russian dolls that you like pull like it's like another doll in there. So yeah, I think that and then I've seen one where he had like one dildo and then there was another dildo inside and there was also a pair of socks in there. Jesus. I don't know. Okay, so my, the one who, this is really, okay, this is really going to tell us, because, okay, if you don't know, this is the cancer friend that I talk about a lot on the show. I'm a Capricorn. So I was going to tell you my favorite, like, Twitter person, the freak person that I follow. I'm an OnlyFans fan, I guess. So I actually follow, like, two or three people on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. And one of them is a nurse. Like you remember, you helped me find. Oh, I, I, yeah, I remember. He's fine. He was he. Well, I. Well, he he never wasn't. Show his face. 
Exactly. I saw him, finally saw his face, but he was always like doing something sexual, like jacking off in his, like in between shifts, like somewhere in between shifts or something like that, showing his dick or inappropriate, putting a tele, well, what is it, tethoscope? A tethoscope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up I'm his familiar. ass, you know, and then, so that's how I started. And I was like, I love, and I asked myself over and over again, what is it about this? Because his dick wasn't particularly large or anything really. It's his occupation. Mm-hmm. You know I have a crush on a nurse, mm-hmm. particular nurse. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> that I have a crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, who will remain nameless until we share the same last name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I, you know, I guess... A part of it is fantasy, but I also love occupational porn. So would you say that you wouldn't be attracted to him as if he wasn't in uniform? And if like that's going that's also going to say that anybody can make an OnlyFans, anybody can make a Twitter as part of like social media right. where you can create your own lifestyle. So what if he's not even a nurse? That's actually what I like about it. Mm-hmm. It's the fantasy. Like to me, I'm a fantasy girl on Twitter, like free Twitter. I like I that's my thing. If I, if you only like to me the freak barber. Yeah. I like ideas and themes of things. Like I don't like just regular we're fucking um in a Wendy's parking lot. I actually do like those porns that are like just bruh, just met my my PO officer. I didn't have the money and <laughs> so two things. <laughs> so two things. One is the thing that is like fucking disturbing to me is you'll see like a lot of people on Twitter and they'll have like those scenarios like uh, I saw one today and it's like my homies didn't believe me when I when I said I was fucking my little brother but I invited everybody <laughs> over to have a turn for one that's incest and for two that's like really gross like how, I don't I don't see how people get off on like that whole like um, that whole thing and then two I think that what Twitter allows me to do is like. For somebody, you know me, for somebody who I try to, I feel like I try to live my day to day. Like I try to be like, like we're sitting here and we're like, you've been in my house and blah, blah, blah. I try to be very like clean. <laughs> and I think that porn or Twitter gives me a place to be like nasty. It okay. gives me like a place to like step outside. And that's with sex in general, but it gives me a place to, you know, like explore it's porn, especially it gives me a place to explore things that I wouldn't normally do by myself. Okay. I guess I guess the similar thing, like, okay, again, like I said, Capricorn cancer. So my thing is is again, I have fantasies about I'm very um controlled in a similar way. Like I, I like to be disciplined. I like idea but ideally, like you could talk to me and try to holler at me and flirt till it hurts. If we are in public somewhere and around people, I'm going to ignore you. Like that's like I'm I cause to me I don't know how to translate it. I just want to come and get a checkup. I just want, you know, um, to check in. I want to check out. I just want to get where I'm going, whatever. I want to get on the bus. I want to get on the train. I want to get on the fucking airplane. But OnlyFans, and I want to get my UPS package, but OnlyFans gives me a chance to, okay, what if that MARTA bus, you know, driver did have me and we did fuck in the back of I like fantasy so the whole like and then we talked about previously about that whole title thing which is another whole I but I get it like I know that the video that I'm seeing is not two brothers fucking but they I do I don't watch that stuff but I get the allure of it I don't I don't watch 
I don't personally watch like that's but there is something that I do watch like I'll see um like I said earlier um I, I like people like day-to-day stuff like uh my I was late for work and my boss said this would be the only thing I could do to get me out of a write-up you know and but that's not every that that's fantasy too that's not I'm saying it is fantasy but it's everyday themes Mm. you know what I'm saying like I like that kind of stuff I don't like the idea of because you know how I feel about I've had a bad experience about things going up the butt um, I was talking to a particular guy. He was a married man, which I, I would talk about on show, which I'm ashamed of. I, well, I'm not ashamed of, and I've talked about this multiple times. I'm not ashamed. Like I, I, I don't care, and I, like, I get it. I should be, but I'm not. But this, we, we went to his house. Um, if I haven't told the story already, <laughs> we went to his house, and <laughs> again, a theme. So he wouldn't let me come in. In his house at first, he wanted to fuck me on the foyer floor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nigga. Like, I'm, let's go upstairs. He's like, no, get on the floor. And of course I did. You know, we fucked for a little while on the floor. And then he was like, I'll be right back. And so he was gone. I hear the refrigerator open and I'm like, bitch, it's cold on this floor. So I'm sitting here with this blank expression and I'm like, okay. What are you doing? He comes behind me. Again, I'm I'm like in the, what do you call it, the fetal position, like how he left me, like I like to be. And he, I'm sitting here barbecue sauce on my titties. Yes, body my business. And then so he like puts a cucumber in my mouth. And so to me, that kind of, and then wants me to wet it up. So needless to say, like that kind of thing about like the socks and stuff up the butt does not appeal to me because I wanted to fight him. That's not fun to me. Like a cold cucumber up the butt, anything other than a dick or I don't even like a dildo on my butt. But the good thing is, even like, no. <laughs> no, the good thing is, my takeaway is, <laughs> even like what you just described is like a lot of people's fantasy and like some people they don't experience. Like think about how many people that you've out freaked. Like the majority, no, 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 that's a not what we're no, gonna talk. No, I'm talking about myself. Not personally. No, I'm talking. No, I'm just saying because I usually when I get with somebody, like they think that they are freaky, and then like when we get into it, I'm like, nigga, I thought you, you know, I thought we were going. She was a man. Yeah, I thought we were going. Now keep in mind, I'm not one of those girls. I don't, I don't, have, I don't need to fuck all night. I'm, I'm not that girl. Like I'm that girl. I'm not that girl. I don't like. I'm. We not. This is not a marathon, and it's not a sprint, but it's not it's a marathon. Always a marathon. With me. What it is is it's a bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> what it is is it's a bus ride you know when you get on the bus or if you've ever taken a bus whether it be school or whatever and you get on the bus nobody's on there acting crazy nobody's on there um, talking all loud everybody has you know everybody has their own agenda everybody's trying to get somewhere except on my fantasy porn where they are fucking on the bus you're right and we are doing that but i'm the bus driver i'm gonna make sure you get off but i don't need you on here acting all crazy and you're gonna be on here for a limited time <laughs> Like, this is not, like, this is not, you know, it's not the Megabus. It's a regular bus. I've never taken a Megabus. Have you ever done a Megabus? I haven't, but I would. I would not. Okay, so. I, I, I like to shop on a dime. Okay. But my thing, okay, so with me, I like, I think of it like a train ride to Paris. Mm. Like, to me, having sex is like a train ride. Like, to me, it's, you are, there's a bunch of scenic views that are going to change on the ride. Mm. We're going to take our time. There's no rush, girl. We're coming from... 
New York to Paris. Like it's a long ride. Buckle up, fat, and enjoy the ride. And there's no time. Yes. Yeah, so your ten. sex is more of like escapism. Like it, it allows you. It's like an oasis. Yes. Mm. I would say okay. Escapism could be a good word because it, there there are times when it's like six hours later and you don't realize. It. Like I'm not clowning the time and being like, no, okay, you have three more hours, sir. You know, or no, sir, I. I'm on a schedule. It's not like it's not like that. But for me, I genuinely enjoy long lasting sex. I like to take my time. I don't like to think about um a nut. I don't want to think I want to when I come, I want it to be like euphoric. Yes, like I hit the roof. Like and then we are both here. We need a cigarette and something else to eat. And then Let's, if you're ready, you know, a blunt maybe, and then let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> see, my, my thing is, like, I'm going to make, I think that uh, the reason I get such positive feedback is, <laughs> no, seriously. The survey. Yo, huh, the surveys I send out. Um, You know, would you, is it hot? Was it hot? Or, you know, <laughs> were you happy to receive it? But, no, I think that I make sure, like, it's not just about me. I know that there are two people in the room. I make sure that you are happy. I make sure that you are satisfied. But, like, in regards to, like, fucking all night, it takes me a long time to nut. So, I will literally stop. Like, even if I haven't, like, as long as you good, that's fine. And it doesn't mean the sex is bad. It just means that I'm not going to be in here with you all night. I, I don't have, like, I don't have the want to, like, want to fuck all night. I don't, I think that's some shit I did in, like, 18, 19. So kudos to, you know, the girls. <laughs> you are still doing it, but. I pay my Honey, dues. baby. Pay my okay, dues, but. I I have always wanted to fuck a long time and I still do. So shout out to the girls who like a marathon who are who are not getting knocked out the first two or three rounds. Who can fuck and fight all night? Because I do. But anyway, that's not why you're here. That was a long introduction. <laughs> you guys know what the fuck is up. Um the first segment is always hot topics. Um of course this one is I think it is Yes, it's from lovebyscott.com. And, okay, so I kind of talked about this person previously um, in a suggestive manner. I I like what Kirk Franklin has done for R&B music, um, making it, um, I mean, R&B music, gospel, well, gospel and R&B. I think the influences are across, across the board. Yeah. And so... But baby, like I, okay, so I'm out of my business. I had like worked all fucking day. When was that? Thursday or something like that when this, when this broke? Yeah. I came home and babe, like somebody, one of my favorite Twitter followers, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was either Sab. I don't know. But I looked and I saw, just saw a video and they said it was Kirk Franklin. I thought this is bullshit. I thought it was one of those prank ones. Like, you know, like they, if prank, Kirk Franklin cursed her son out. Kirk Franklin baby went in on his child. Like, for real, for like a bitch on the street. Like, really, really, really cussing him out. So, I listened to it. Listened to it multiple times. Didn't know what the fuck was going on. But, I didn't really take to it too much. Because, like I said, I feel like Kirk Franklin is um, a human being. I don't look at him. I've talked multiple times about how I don't look at figures like Bishop T.D. Jakes or um, people. I don't look at them as godly figures. I look at them as people who have faith and they are capitalizing off of that. And this is what they choose to align their careers with. But that was some bullshit. Kirk Franklin posts apology after Sun shares explicit audio of their argument. 
He said, I lost my temper. Okay, so Kirk Franklin wants you to know that he's sorry after his son, Kirion, how do you, how do you? I think it's like Kirion. Kirion shared audio from one of their recent arguments on social media. In the audio, Kirk can be heard cussing and threatening his son in several ways. I'll put my foot in your ass. (laughs) That's the part that. (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kirk says at one point, Rashid interjects, I dare you. As ooh, as the argument continues, I will break your neck, nigga. Don't you ever disrespect me. Franklin seems to shout towards the end of the clip. That's kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And it's still... Okay, so if you didn't hear it, imagine all of that in the Kirk Franklin voice. Like the... You know, that kind of thing. So I'll break your foot, nigga. Like, or is that... um Whose impression is that? That's DMX. Yeah. That was. It could be. It depends on the song. You're right. Revolution. That, that you know. That was a revolution. <laughs> like, but he was. It was very much that. And um. Okay. You know, it was like that. So, in response to the audio going public, Kirk posted. Okay, in response to the audio going public, Kirk posted a video explaining his side of the situation and offering up an apology. Um, you can see the video in the drop. It was posted on his Instagram and I don't want to really, I don't want to hear it because I don't think it's necessary. I don't care about the apology. Um, I think the apology is, I feel like it's almost like it's an omission of guilt when you have nothing to be guilty about. I think he, the fact that, I don't know. I feel like. This is your child. Um, the things that he said were foul. I think I would never... I can't say I wouldn't talk to my child like that at first. But if my child said, I dare you, I don't think I would have argued back and forth with him on the phone. I probably would have just put my foot off in his ass when I saw him. Yeah, I think that what they were saying is like his son apparently had been in and out of therapy, which uh, shout out to people that do seek therapy. Um, and I think that the majority of us do need it. I think that what it, what it sounded to me, what it sounded like to me is like an exhaustion of multiple attempts to reach like a common ground. Mm. So I don't think that that's something that like how they were talking, especially like it's so easy, like the day, like in the day of like social media to press record. Shit, we're doing it right now. It's so easy to like just press record and, and upload whatever. But you don't know like the backstory. You don't know. Now, keep in mind, I'm an advocate for, you know, not sparing the, not sparing the rod. However, I do think that you should treat your kids with respect and like an understanding that you brought them here. They didn't choose to be here. So you need to work with them. But I think that there was more to the story and I think that we're not getting that. And I think that the fact that we even put that pressure on Kirk Franklin to apologize is stupid. Yeah, they were talking about canceling him. There was talks about like there was a big thing about canceling him because he said he was going to break his foot off his child's ass. And to me, like. Okay, like piggybacking off of what you said about the, it did seem like now that he said that it did, it did seem, but it reminded me it was very, um, I don't know, maybe it, I might be tripping, but it was very it reminded me of Jamie Spears, the baby, um, Britney Spears' son when he was recording live and talking about his mother, his his um, grandpa, and all that. To me. Running, why are these kids running to social media anyway, discussing family drama, sharing it that way? It's sort of a way of somewhat of a way of manipulation and manipulating of the parents. Um, I, I think that is an issue more okay. than what Kirk did. 
I think I'm kind of torn because, like, on one hand, like people that grew up, uh, especially like us that grew up in like the South, like the the people that we know as like preachers and blah blah blah, those people usually have a past, yeah. and like those people usually have been through a lot, and that's what made them like led them to Jesus. Um, and then, like on the other hand, you have like think about how many people, and I I, I hope I'm not choosing Kirk's Kirk Franklin's side because he is a well-known figure in like, especially in like the religious community. But like, think about how many people that we know that are stupid, that do not need grace. that are just stupid in their own right. Like I'm, th- I'm speaking in regards to his son. Think about how many people that we know have fucked over us. And we wish that like, you know, when we come to them, it's from a place of love, but even if it doesn't sound that way. So I just look at it as like somebody recording a conversation that should have been in private. And you have somebody, especially your parent, we will hope that they would, you know, come at you from a place of love. They just recorded it getting like the bad end and we don't know the whole story. So my, I stand with Kirk Franklin. I'm not like, I'm not canceling Kirk Franklin. I don't listen to Kirk Franklin, but if I did, I wouldn't cancel him. <laughs> Cause I just think that it was a parent, um, giving like a little love, a little love. If for one, to do, <laughs> no, his son even said like something like, uh, fuck you. Or yeah. like, if if my mama did that, I would not be here doing this today. No. Like if I did it, if I said that to my mama, because it just shit that just don't fly. Like I could have never imagined talking to my mom like that. Even if, me, and my mom, we used to uh, fight. Like not fight, fight, but like me, and my mom, we used to get into it. We used to tie into it, and I. But it was it was always a line of respect that I never even thought even couldn't imagine. And when I hear about people crossing those lines, like it scares me a little bit. Like how, what, uh, even if my mama said the craziest thing, there was nothing in me that made me want to swing on her, curse at her, record her and share it out to the world or, or anything like that. There was still a sense of protection that I had over my mother, I would never, she could have swung on me if she wanted to. Like, I'm just going to take that lick. You know what I mean? And I probably would run in my room. Like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine recording my famous mother and then sharing it on my TikTok in a sense of leveling it up. I, before I, before I, if it was, and then I feel like if it was a threatening situation or he felt like he was, his life was threatened, I would have sent it to the police before I would have ever, TMZ would have got that footage before I ever would have just threw my father under the bus. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that was the part that was kind of weird and like side eye-ish to me. Like sometimes we are so fixated on the piece in the media that we're receiving we're not even concerned about how we got it yeah. or that we're not um really looking at the backstory of the whole thing or the motivation or what happened like you said previously or what was what why would your you feel the need to share your father's way like you know what I mean like his his ways like that your famous father you know would be crippling you knew Twitter would eat it up you knew I mean come on it's Kurt Franklin who is a heartthrob yeah I mean my pussy's throbbing just thinking about it I mean I want to stomp but no no see, like, when it would like whenever you think for one like the questions I have is like what would have made you press record if you didn't think this was gonna be some shit and it, it also it could like when whenever you know somebody is like a position of power 
Like, you know that this is like, especially with anybody, you know how when you're arguing with somebody or whenever you're going back and forth with somebody and you always have that one thing in the back of your mind, like this, this will set this bitch off or like, you know what I mean? Or like, this will end it. Like, I feel like that's the type of vibe I got from it. Like you being my gospel. Fuck him up. Yeah. Like you being my gospel dad. And like, you know, if, if I record all the shit that you say, uh-huh. that's what I got from it. And then also you have to look at when somebody's like the odd duck out of a situation his daughter has come in, come into his defense, come to his defense. Like his family stands behind him. If he, because they know that little fucker is up to no good. Yeah, if he if he was if Kurt Franklin was some type of monster, this would be the perfect opportunity for other people to. And then plus, like this is the hand that feeds you. Right. In black households, rule number one: shit we learn from diapers. What goes on in this house stays in this house, and it does not excuse it. However, culturally. We know when to give grace and when not to. And uh, this seems like a we know what the fuck is going on moment versus a we need to send help like type of moment. <laughs> well, you know, I think if I went to the house, they would have to send help because I, back to the... I would be limping because my foot would currently be broke off of his ass. Uh-huh. I wish my kid would, especially when I provide such a lavish lifestyle. Like, Well, which... I was saying, I feel oh. like... I feel, <laughs> I feel like... I would be limping as well, but probably from that father son type of porn porn that you were saying that you don't click that I swore I don't. Back to Twitter. <laughs> the freak Twitters. But I we I would that's what I would post. Yeah. The fact that I had what's his name? Carry on and Kirk. Too. They are very fine. Um I didn't see the mama. So I I, I Kirk She's is not relevant. But <laughs> she gotta be beat. We don't need her there. She gotta be we right. She better be in her other wing, bitch, mm-hmm. and minding her business when Kirk and her his son <laughs> stomp bad. up in his pussy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I I I just don't see it. Um, I wish he wouldn't. Have, I know with that community, he has to offer an apology. I just wish that he wouldn't have. I guess they didn't offer an apology for canceling that one gay boy. What's his name? Um, Miranda Clark. <laughs> I think. Tasha Cobbs. I think. Cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Um, I, I was talking about the gay, the like the gay kid that got like outed. There's a couple of them in like the Christian. I'm I'm not very religious, so I don't know. So y'all don't judge me. But I do know that um, I I can see why he had offered an apology, but it just seems I don't know like. Like people are gonna excuse me, people are gonna hate it. Like when I'm a celebrity, or whatever, if that time ever comes, because I'm more so like, a, I did it, and this is where my head was at that time. You know, the people that know me know my heart. But I guess you could say, I mean, I guess that's kind of what Sharon Osbourne is saying. <laughs> well, we're not going back to Sharon. But I was talking about Ty Tribbett. Do you know who Ty Tribbett is? I do. I do. Okay, I don't so know who he is. I remember the story. Do you know? Well, we talked about it on the show about how they gay Twitter came with the the cape on to say that one particular gay artist um, who was fine. He came out. What was his name? He was. It doesn't matter, child. It was an old show. Go go look at the go it's on episode stomp. I talked about it previously, child, and I'm not talking about it no more. This isn't that show. But they didn't offer apologies then. You know, to me, I he could have saved it. And that's what that's to that on that. I felt like uh Kurt, what goes in your house goes on in your house. If you need help trying to figure it out, maybe y'all need to get some edge off. 
<laughs> in some type of way. I, call me. Didn't his, like, I think his son, like, now is, like, backtracking a little bit. And is, like, I guess saying, like, he's back in therapy. He's been out of therapy for, like, you know, a little minute. He might have a, like, a mentally, you know, mental child. But he, if that was the case, you know, he probably was in the wrong for talking to his child like that. Because I couldn't. That is true. You know what I mean? Like, he, someone, I don't know. That is true. But again, it ain't our business, and we're just gonna move on. You know, I to me, I think Kirk. What what I think is interesting about it is that he is one of the many people who are just getting exposed. Like I feel like it's almost like you can't even leave your house. What can't look? What happened to JT? <laughs> every every day. <laughs> JT Can, City Girl. Cancel culture is so date like. JT is not having it. What the fuck can you do anymore? Because if y'all pull up some of my old, like, well, <laughs> this is why I didn't get my Twitter handle out. Like, I'm not, I'm not finna fucking play these games with y'all. But what I do know is, like, everybody has a past, and if we don't allow people to grow, um, and and every like, I look at this the same way I look at a lot of things. Whenever you go through things, that's your first experience going through that one thing. So even though you might have had similar situations, this is your first time. A lot, like, give your, like, this is his first time being exposed. Like, it's not. In this manner. Because didn't he have a porn addiction? Yes. So you know he freaky, girl. That's exactly. <laughs> so back to where I'm coming from. Girl. We always have an issue with who's trying to figure out who's the freak out. What do you think her freaking dick look like? I feel like it looks just like his nose. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kurt Franklin <laughs> is the type of person who... Um, I feel like Kurt... Very religious people are the most freakiest people. They are. I like. There's a PK who I'm... Um, and they are nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I fucked a lot. I I fucked a preacher. <laughs> well, I just feel like you always think it's gonna go right, and then the next thing you know, you got like people are using rosaries as anal beads. It just, it never goes right. Right, and you're getting sucked up in the pew. Yeah. Do you remember that video? Yeah, I do. It's, but I I think we need to go ahead and burn the whole idea of the the black Christian church household like the it's tired i'm tired of every like older christian talking about what can we do to get young christians back in the church y'all got to start keeping it real about what's going on these people are your preacher is not your savior um your first wife she is not the first wife she is a woman a red-blooded dorinda clark dorinda clark you know they the clark sisters Got pussies, they just like everybody else, and they're probably wetter and deeper. Not mine, but who's <laughs> <laughs> players are honorary Clark. I I don't know. I feel in, in regards to like the black like Christian household. I feel like um, these are people, like you know, these are people just like everybody else. They like they dick suck. They mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like these are people. The the thing I don't like about having sex with people of the, the church. Is that they all have that same smell? Men of the cloth. Men of the cloth. They have a smell, like the older guy smell. Yes, but it's I different. Like it. I like it. <laughs> I don't. I, it, it's that, and then like once you you gotta get the lint off their balls mm. from their choir robes. <laughs> the choir robes. That's a cautionary tale. Yeah, honestly, you know, shout out to 
um, Mount Elam Missionary Baptist Church. Mm. <laughs> you know who you are. Just kidding, my Oh, that's a joke. Sinclair James cannot come back to Pearl. <laughs> I probably wouldn't come back to Spank and Rake it. Girl, you know I don't. And I don't come back. But no, honestly, no. Some of the, my my sexual moments were in that church. I hate that, but it's true. I I don't think I, the only time that the because I'm I didn't grow up religious. Thank God. Oh, right, well, I guess you know. But <laughs> to, but I think that the only I have done things in the church. Mm. Um, back when I was in high school, I was a little fingering machine. I used to finger everybody, and I did finger somebody in a church. But I think that that was the only, um, and you know, I got uh, got a hand job in the back of a church van. But that was the only thing that, like, I never. Probably why I had bad luck. No, I, I had, I never. I, that was all bullshit. I never sucked a dick in a, the oh church. Oh my god, you let me come back? No, wait, no, 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 no. But what I did do? No, I was more like I was. Out. <laughs> It wasn't bait. What is it? The gotcha show. Gotcha, bitch. No, but I was, when I I got out of church really young, like when you were going in church, I was out of church because at a young age, I was like sexualized. Mm. And, you know, I was the little, you know, gay boy in church and blah, 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 blah. They used to like touch me. Oh, this sounds, I, I talked about it previously on the show. And like, um, the dudes, the dudes in high school, like wanted me, like to touch this shit, and it, I was violated in the church. Like I can honestly say that, and it was like one of the moments where I and nobody cared. Like I mean, like my mom, I couldn't talk to her about it. She was cool with the people, all of that. Like the the and they're now they look horrible. So you know. Did I ever tell you the story about like when I got baptized? No. Uh, so I got baptized, which is a normal, like a normal thing, whatever. My mom was letting me go to um, a church with our neighbor of ours, and I got baptized. Normal thing, you don't wear your regular clothes during baptism because you're gonna get wet. So like, mm. well, ha- like this specific church, specific church, um, we put the robe on over. Like they get, we had to like have like little swimming shorts and like a little tank top. So um, whenever I was getting out of my wet clothes and I was about to put my dry clothes on, so many kids got baptized that there weren't enough bathrooms for us to change back into our regular clothes. And at the time, I was in the children's choir. So they wanted us to hear if you could change so we can come back out and sing. So a, a male member of the church offered to hold up a towel for me to get changed out of my wet clothes into back into my dry clothes. And at the time, I had to get naked um, to put back on my regular clothes. And he had the towel hung, strung up, like, with both arms. And I was, like, changing back into my dry clothes. And he was staring down at me. So much so to one of the women of the church called his name. And he, like, turned around and was like, huh? And, like, it was, like, it was, it was very vivid to me. It's something I always remember. Because like, it was, like, my first time realizing that, like, men... You had a big one. No. <laughs> your ass. But, <laughs> but it was my first time realizing that, like, men are, like, kind of, like... What was my first time? Yes. Like, like, I know exactly what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, that... What you have, they could want. If that's this sounds weird. No, that's ex- exactly what I was gonna say about my situation too. Is like you realize that, and to me, we talk about it all the time. Is that I, I don't know. I feel like that was like a curse for me too because yeah. I've never had, and I talk about it on the show all the time. I've never had a real solid gay relationship. Every sexual partner I've ever, well, not everyone, not all. That's a lot. But like every long-term kind of situationship I've ever had was with someone who was quote-unquote straight 
And then that's that also when I these were the the boys that did that to me were the niggas. You know what I mean? Like they were the big boys on campus. Yeah, and they were fine. Like they were fine. And that was the first time that I realized that there. And then like even later on in life, and I think every. Um, gay person can relate to every gay boy, especially especially black boys. You know, like we, you realize that there's like a secret. Yeah, like people people are sniffing around you, and you don't know why. Yeah, like you are preyed on. There's a quietness. There is a still like there is a veil of secrecy over the whole homophobic thing, like ho- homosexual thing. There's a lot more um, men who are interested in. Um, having sex with other men and and it's just different like it's it's a whole different story um yeah, like at that point you're almost just like easy access because you can't tell anybody and it's also like for me it's like one of those things where like what came first the chicken or the egg because like a lot of people have that like you are this way because xyz happened to you but in from my experience i always knew i was this way so in my mind people flocked to me because right i was already that way and they knew i was that way they knew it before i knew it right so i gave them easy access and it was easy it was it was um you're easier target because yeah. you know you're quote unquote switching or you you want it right or they think you want it or they think that oh i'm going to show you if you want it or not yeah. like i know it is disgusting and then like later on like you realize i've seen like not even just with me involved, I've seen, um, quote unquote, like the football players and shit like that, having real sexual relations with other, quote unquote, friends and homies and bros and all this stuff like that. And then so you are always kind of is it alienated and ostracized yeah. for actually coming out and living your truth and being like, you know, yeah, nigga, you know, I suck dick. Yeah, y'all have the same truth. Yeah. But the difference is, is that these people move on and they have kids they have wives and they are like looking smoked out and all this because they live in a secret. Like they they suck dick and they do it well. They They're take exhausted. dick and they do it well. They're exhausted. And the majority of the people I know that are on the DL are bottoms. It's yeah, like I mean, I fuck people's daddies and they are bottoms and they have kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like they like they, I mean, of course they've been like divorced and blah blah blah. Like they came out eventually, but these are people that were harboring that for a long time. I've I've had people who have never come out, and they are still confused. And they consider themselves straight, and they are stretched out. Child, they everybody everybody has fucked them. Um, it's no secret. You know, we all know Jack that same deal. And then it's it's gay black Twitter is, and this is something that they don't talk about. It's like. We talk about everything, but we never, we still protect these people. Like we, you know what I mean? Like in a weird way, because they were the football players. They were the hot, we think of it as our hot first time, but in reality, we were violated. Like this was the person who, it's no different than the teenage girl who was molested or raped at a a younger age. It's just that um, we're not protected. We're not taught at a young age what that, we don't have the language to realize what happened to us. We thought because he was cute and he did this to us and all of a sudden it couldn't have been that bad or blah, 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 blah. Maybe and you I, wanted it. Right. And, you know, like, to me, I guess that goes back to Kirk. <laughs> well, my, well, you said, like, violation. In my, in my like, in my mind, because um, we've had these conversations before about, like, people and like, how I feel about, like, guys and, like, my experiences. The thing that pisses me off, I guess, about myself is... I don't automatically like, uh, re- like resort to like feeling violated. Mine is like I feel robbed. I feel very robbed of like certain experiences, 
I feel robbed of like that mutual kind of like love or like I feel robbed of like um, getting to know you without you knowing things about me first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if you knew I, like in those experiences, like when I was like in high school and blah, 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 like I've had, I had people that were around me and I didn't know why they were around me. I thought they genuinely liked me, but in reality, they knew they were gay and they knew I was gay. So they were trying to see what they can get. Yeah. So I feel robbed of like that genuine exchange. Because it was a forced exchange. Right. I'm still dealing with that. Mm. No. Come on. Yeah. Right. No, but... It, fix my wig. Fix my... <laughs> Yana, please fix my wig. No. Um, I, I mean, I think forever, like... Well, this has gone completely different, but this is what oh, I planned is- for the final show. <laughs> just to talk, because we... It's a lot to unpack that I planned all season and I want to leave out with a bang. I want to talk. Like, I want this to be... A con- like to continue the conversation while I'm on hiatus. Y'all know I'm. This is like the last episode before I'm on a month hi- hiatus. Um, I'm launching a project next week, and it's gonna be really, 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 really great. Or is it this week? It's this week. So whatever. But anywho's it like to me? There's the reason why I did this show is because I felt like there were conversations happening about with people who live the same lives that I lived or look like me or live the same lives that I do, but there was still a hush hush. There was a still like a, we, okay, girl, we're going to talk about this or are we going to talk about this? Like we like to talk about surface things. Oh yeah, girl, you know, DM in. <laughs> and there's a wink towards each yeah. other. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, trade, yeah. Bing, you know, wink. But in reality, that wink is there's secrecy there. There is a um a history. There is a there's trauma. There's trauma. There is a there's secrets that's still troubling. There's a there's a conversation that we're not having. Um, I, I, that I try to have with every heterosexual woman that I have. I mean, and they just think it's just crazy because it's it's from me, the first person that they've ever spoken to about this. Like, oh no, you know, girl, your nigga want to fuck me, and it's like shocking. They think you're delusional, but I'm like, no, girl, your nigga is trying to fuck me. I think like when I think about that is like two things. Like one, <clears throat> gay people, gay people in general, like the whole LGBTQ like plus community, we're expected to be very forgiving. And we're expected to be like, you know, so I think that like what you'll see a lot of times and I, and I do this, too, because I, I know it's a thing. Um, we expect to coddle DL men because we understand how hard it is to come out. Right. So we always give them grace and we always like, you know, like if you don't want to come out now, because we also understand that there are a lot of circumstances that, you know, that make you not come out like you can have uh the, the the idea of losing your entire family you may have kids at this point you may have gone along with the lifestyle that you were given and then like now you have like you know but we also have to in turn learn that that's a luxury to be heterosexual. Exactly. so we can only give so much grace and then also i think that we because of cancel culture we've also put black women i want to speak specifically about black women um we put black women in a odd position because at what point do we label them as homophobic if they are on a crusade to not date DL men? I've seen it where um, a lot of times black black women can be viewed weirdly if they want to like expose a man or advertently say like mm. I'm not dating you because you are gay. And what that does is it beca- it makes them look as if they're homophobic. Now, what I do have a problem. 
and some I view I identify as pansexual. So what that means is I'm more so attracted to people. Like I've dated an array of people, like different men, women, trans men. Like I've dated uh talked to trans women. Like I've I've dated like an array of people. People that identify as bisexual, it doesn't mean that they stop having feelings for women. So women that are hell bent on exposing people that they already know are bisexual, that's why I kind of draw the line. But we also have to give black women grace and we also have to have that open conversation with them. Cause right now I feel like where they, and I'm not a black woman, so I don't know. But right now where I feel like black women are like a weird space as to where they can't really they can't really like expose black men without being classified as like homophobic. So sometimes they'll keep it to themselves. And then also they are put in like such a, a different regard to have like a black family. Like you better find you a strong black man. Mm. But like kinda at what cost? Right. So, and so there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, so I mean like okay, so that was another reason why I wanted, you know, sin to be cuz we are different. I've never I'm strictly dickly. Just in case there was any confusion on the show ever, but I because my conversations with Sinclair, I'm like my uh, um um a friend of mine was like, you know, well, have you ever they ask this all the time. Have you ever thought about fucking a woman's <laughs> pussy? You know, have you ever thought about sliding inside? And I'm just like, no, bitch. But like I, then I just I was like, I used to be like, girl, hell no. Nah. But now I'm like, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, to a certain extent, like who are you to say that you won't meet a woman? Ugh. Even though I have, I think I've have had an oral transaction with a woman transitioning. I think this was okay. So back in my whole phase, I've talked about it when I was in college, shout out to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, all of y'all who got the J train, you know, the, <laughs> the toes in the, the lake notice. Dolly <laughs> of Carmine or James, you know, at that time. And, you know, I, I got down, like I was, I, when I went to Heinz, actually, when I went to HCC um, in Raymond, um, I mean, like, girl, I was literally, I came, I lost my Virginia at 21, and then, and I tell people all the time, it wasn't, it's not a brag, because, bitch, when I say I hit the ground, I hit the ground running. Like, I was fucking two, three times a day, like, like, every day, like, I was going, like, I could and I... Like, sometimes I don't even remember, which is like, I'm like, girl, my body count is probably, well, we're not going to talk about body counts. Yeah, because my body count is really not that high. But you you need that phase. I'm sorry, let me cut you off. But you need that phase. That's important. Like, a lot of people try to, like, if, if, uh, I think that where you're so progressive is, like, you're like, I lost my virginity at 21, but I can still acknowledge what I wanted at that point. A lot of people are like, I lost my virginity at 21, girl, when I've only been five years. Like, the girl, bitch. <laughs> but technically, I right, and then but I've had maybe like the whole shebang. But it's hard to define like that with gay men. Like, what is a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, did you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, what did you, you know? Like, was it just oral? Like, did you stick your thumb in it? Right. You know? Did, did you they watch throw judge and jack off together? Right. Because exactly, there's so much in, with that. So, but. As far as like intercourse, I probably altogether has probably been less, like less than 30 men. 30 men, and well, that's a lot. I'm giving my body count. Oh, well, <laughs> we won't go. <laughs> bitch, you on your own, bitch. Yeah, 30. Girl, you on your fucking own. Right, what right. I can say is about my, like, about sexual experiences, 
And James, uh, um, I keep saying James. You can call me James. Yeah. James. He, he knows me from, I'm, this is my childhood best friend. James, like, everybody Indeed. knows me. And they probably, there's a good force of people who know me as James. This is my, my own, my name. So, what I, what I, like, think about sex, and, like, you know this about me. I think of, like, sex as, like, even though, like, earlier I was talking about, um, about, like, it not being, like, a long-lasting thing. I think that it should be, like, a, a purposeful thing. I think that's what I take away from it. And, like... For me, sex is very necessary. Sex is so natural. Like, sex is... When you look at, like... I've told you, I've told you this before. When you look at, like, every other animal and, like, the anywhere, like, sex is not awkward. Sex is so natural. Sex is so... We're all here because of it. Everybody's here because their daddy's nutted and their mommy. Right. And, like, sex is so beautiful. Like, sex is so, like... It's an experience to be had. They probably fucked... Kirk you know, Franklin. To Kirk Franklin. Tasha Cobb. And Tasha Cobbs. <laughs> no, but you know, I do, you know, not to cut you off, but you know I there's no secret that I love to fuck to Yolanda Adams open mm-hmm. my heart. I do know that. Mm-hmm. So but like I, well, you really can't go anywhere from there. But no, I just think You can go and play it and tell me if I'm wrong. I am. But <laughs> open up I'm my motherfucking wrong. And ask you for for, for guidance. For guidance. Especially, especially today. Especially today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When my puss is so abused. But you know, but the but you know the thing is I also like how you you're saying it's natural. I agree, but I also look at sex as a weapon. I I, I weaponize sex or but I also look at it as more of a spiritual uh, like thing too. So I do relate spiritually uh, we uh, we are the same. Yeah. Well not how we go about doing it cuz we already know like we we're the same in a lot of ways. We just mm-hmm. go about doing things a lot differently. Yeah. Like, to me, I literally would get on my knees. Mm. You know I love that fucking song. <laughs> it's the God in me. Just the God. I, I do not listen to gospel, but girl, what they don't know is when I get home, man, I hit the, the floor. floor. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole anthem. That is my whole anthem. It's the God in me. Shout out to Mary Mary. Um, you know, but I, I think to me, I don't, w- this is just a, we're, we're, this goes back to Kirk Franklin because we sexualize Kirk Franklin. Um, and then so thinking about Kirk Franklin and it, there is a part of a fantasy with church boys because you know they are the dirtiest. Like they get down and like some of the dirtiest experiences are in the church and there's so much, this is such a hush hush. I talked about it again on the previous episode of Stomp. I'm going to link it in the description if you just like missed it or whatever. Go back and listen to it. I I that day I really didn't give a fuck. Like I had to get this off my pussy. Like I had to talk about it. And I want to go more into detail about it because there's a question that I always see with Christians, especially older Christians. A lot of my family members, like they what's gonna get the youth in the they turn their back in the church. They turn their back. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't protect us. You know, or, or you, teach us, or to teach us, and they what they did teach us was shame. Um, a lot of like a lot of my family, I I had to have a conversation with my mother about one of my cousins posting about, um, she's always in my shit. You know, I love you and blah blah blah. You're doing great and this that and the third. But then she goes and posts about how you know men need to be more at home because now men want to date men or whatever some homophobic posts and i'm like bitch you know you've been laid up with a gay man forever like for decades like that's where the bitterness comes from it it kills me how niggas will jump over hurdles go through swim over moats 
They were they will fucking slay dragons to relay it back to home to be homophobic. homophobic to be in our business. What do you get, like, girl? Let's tease for another cup. Yeah, exactly. But let's tease for another cup. But no, I do. I I I never understand why people. I was talking to somebody today, and he was like discussing. He was an open way, you know, about we had an open conversation about transsexual, um, the trans, and like considering them men and women. And to me. We were talking, he was going back and forth. He considered himself a heterosexual man, man. And, you know, okay. But, like, you know, so he was talking and talking, and I was like, well, you know, he's like, oh, they can't have babies. And I was like, okay, well, a lot of women can't have babies. Oh, well, you know, science, you know, I'm not a scientist. And I just sat back and I was just thinking to myself, I said, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. What's so great about this conversation is that this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's an, and also, like, those conversations, it's an open exchange to learn. Yeah, and not to cast... How are, You're literally telling me over and over again how you don't know. I'm not... I consider myself straight, you know, so I consider, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, to me, why care about trans women going into the women's bathroom? It's not like they're going to pull their dick out and rub it everywhere. They're going to pee. Um, unlike the bitches that are in there that is going in there bleeding... Every oh. fucking where you you remember? <laughs> well, what what I what I can say is like I like I like the open exchange. I I hate that social media has made everybody feel like they they are entitled to an opinion. Because although we say that, are you really? And like, yeah. like I get that like people can have like podcasts like such and such, or like you know blah blah. blah but like mm-hmm. I th- I think that my problem is like unsolicited opinions. Like when people bring up like Zaya Wade. Oh, um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, well, I mispronounce everybody's name, but y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Camilla Harris. Keep mm-hmm. I called uh, Kamala Harris, Camila. You know, for not to be confused with the original brown dog, mm-hmm. Cabello. Kim, Camila Cabello, Camila KKK Cabello. Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but like people offer like some when you have a platform, I think that's the difference. Like, you having a conversation with him, it may have been educational. But when you have, like, a platform, and, like, a lot of people use those platforms in weird ways, you have to be very mindful of what you say. Um, And you can say, I'm not a scientist, but X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. The thing is, I think the, the thing that, the dangerous thing is when you offer such strong opinions. You can seem kind of indifferent about it, about it, or you can say, I don't know this, but I also know this. Kind of don't, I don't know, I don't fucking know. No, and the gag is nobody does, and that is the great part about it is that I feel like um we don't have to know, and we don't have to know what's going on in Kurt Franklin's house. Um, I would like to know. I said this took a turn. No, I I would like to know what's going on in Kirk Franklin's house, Kirk. If you want to reach out to me for uh, you know, sit down, holler at me. I know you're a man of God, so. You know, I pray. Kurt Franklin's feet? Yeah, they were not. They, or were those plies? You know, I get them confused. Yeah, same person. Basically. But okay. So, you guys know that the second segment, we're going to move on. <laughs> as, I, as I scroll to a picture of Kirk Franklin on my Instagram, if, tr- if Try Jesus, not me, was a person. But, um, honey, when I say he read that little boy. Yeah. Like a bitch on a nigga on the street. Mm -hmm. 
But okay, anyway, we're going to move on to the second segment, which is the um, artist spotlight, where we usually talk about um, an artist, um, an album, a group, or um, an idea, a concept that I think I have a lot of them. You know, I have a lot of ideas. I'm a musically inclined person. I love music. Y'all know I'm a musician. That's what I, you know, love to do. Um, and the Grammys were tonight. I had no idea, unbeknownst to me. Um, I never, I haven't watched the Grammys. Like, I haven't sat back and watched the Grammys since, like, probably, like, high school. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really watch the Grammys, but I came over to Sin's house, and we watched a little bit of it. And what a... What an interesting show. What, you know, okay, so... I like I don't I get the ceremony. It looked okay. So the ceremony, of course, due to COVID seating and all this, that, and the third, or COVID, you know, the restrictions and all that. Only really, I, I didn't get. So to me, the the thing I always liked about the Grammys was that you had no idea who was going to win. You know, like you knew who, you know, everybody was invited. It was a room full of people and you had a four, if it was four nominees, you had four cameras pointing to four different people and they all could have won and they were all there. But to me, I felt like this was obvious because the only people who were going to win were there. I didn't see the other parts of the Grammy. I, I didn't see like, I saw like that, like those parts, but were they... Again, I didn't see the other parts. Were they moving them in and out of the room, or were they just in like different area? I don't, I didn't get it. Cause like at my point, you could have did it at the house. You could have <laughs> just seen these people. You know, you could have just did it all over video chat. But I guess people are trying to get back to any form of form of normalcy that they can. I guess. Mm-hmm. So they're stretching. I think they are yoga, in the fuck out of this. But okay, so let's go through real quick. Of the winners, which is something that I thought was very weird and interesting. I mean, like, it was just... Okay, so, Record of the Year went to Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Album of the Year went to Folklore, Taylor Swift. Song of the Year went to I Can't Breathe by Her. I didn't know that. Congratulations, Her. Wow, she went against The Box, um, Black Parade, um, by Beyonce, Roddy Rich The Box, Cardigan by Taylor Swift, Circles, Post Malone, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, and If the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs featuring Julia Michaels. And honestly, her is the only song that I have not heard. That's true. The the way you think about the Grammys is, especially when when you're in a specific community, they are there are songs that you know are like very popular in our community and they seem to almost never be the ones that are mentioned. It's like they find like the most obscure like songs that you know what I mean? That are almost like if they were trying to push an agenda. Yeah. Okay, so best new artist went to Megan the Stallion. Congratulations. She went against Ingrid Andres. I don't know who these people are. Phoebe Bridgers, Noah Cyrus. I feel like Noah Cyrus has been nominated like four or five times. Uh, Chica Dismo Doja. Doja. Doja Cat. Kejanata. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know. That's, I, my, that's my, one of my men in my head. We'll get to that because we have a few. Kejanata. <laughs> I thought Kejanata was out in the 90s. 
what I do know is I've heard I was listening to a lot of Ketchinata songs before. Yeah. I knew who Ketchinata was. Me too. And I'm almost a thousand percent sure he's been nominated for a Grammy before. Um, he's one. He has two Grammys. I don't know if they were both one. two Grammys to his name. Hold on, let me see. I, I'm almost a thousand percent. There's no way that Kachanada. Hold on. Oh, is he from Atlanta? I don't know. I hope so, child. I'd love to stop oh, by and help him celebrate like his a, win. A upper like East Side type thing. Okay, so I feel like yeah. I've, okay, maybe this was his first win. I'm almost a thousand percent sure he's been nominated before. I'm almost a thousand percent sure he's been nominated. So how do you give somebody um no, no, okay. Wow. Well, so you know, years active. He is um he's been working since twenty ten. So he's been yes, working. He's been putting in like, but the majority of artists like they've been working for a long time. They just start getting recognition at this level. And I think that's interesting. Like, you are a new artist when the Grammys recognize you, honey. Which I get. That's Best what pop. Doja Cat was saying too. Mm-hmm. But she's like, yeah, I may, I may seem like a new artist. I think that's probably why she wasn't too fucked up about it because she was like, girl, I haven't been here. Like, yeah, and I'm nominated for my my third four or five years. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Best pop duo group performance was "Rain on Me" by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, which won. Ondia, One Day by J Balvin, Dua Lipa, and Bad Bunny and Tiny. Intentions by Justin Bieber featuring Quavo, Dynamite, BTS, and Exile. Mateos with Bon Iver. I only know two of these songs. Best traditional pop vocal album, American Standard, James Taylor was the winner. Um, he went against a bunch of artists I don't even know. Um... Best pop vocal album changes. Justin Bieber, Chromatica, Lady Gaga, Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa was the winner. Fine Line by Harry Styles and Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, Best dance recording was 10% by Kay Trinata. He went against Diplo, Disclosure, Flume. Um, I'm not going through all this. Uh, Bubba, Kay Trinata won again for Best Dance Recording, which is really, really cool. Like three? Is it three stuff or two? Yeah, three. I think it's three. Um, best metal performance. Who cares? Y'all don't care because if you listen to metal, you probably don't listen to this. Um, best one metal girl. Hey, right? Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, best R and B performance. Black Parade. Beyonce was the winner. Lightning and Thunder by Janae Akio, featuring John Legend. All I Need by Jacob Collier and Malia and Tay Dolla Sign. Ty. Goathead by Brittany Howard and See Me by Emily King were the nominees. That was like it's worth mentioning about Black Parade because I think we spoke about this earlier. Um, I thought that. Out of that whole, like, because I know that was, like, an addition to Black is King, like, the deluxe. Uh-huh. And I know she she probably more so wanted to release it as, like, a single. But, um, but you know, the, the Black is King thing, the visual was coming out. But um, I didn't think that that was the most powerful. I didn't think that that was the most Grammy-worthy song out of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Brown Skin Girl was very notable as, as it did win. Uh, but I think that you could definitely tell like the Grammys that was like a theme and right. I just I hate you know I'm like if ain't nobody else Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter more so like Sydney the suffragette if ain't nobody else more like gung-ho bitch I'm gonna be front line but I just don't want us to move I don't want us to move into an era where we are giving out 
participation trophies versus work trophies. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, but that didn't you? Well, okay, so okay. Did you? Did you? Vote didn't you? Did did you sing? No. <laughs> Shout out to Keely Williams, but no, no, I agree. I think, but that's uh, to me. I feel like that's what the Grammys has always kind of been for the last couple of years. Um, I talked about it on the show before too, as well. How I think that the Grammys, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I do care. I understand if I won a Grammy, I'd be happy. But if I never won a Grammy, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like to me, because it's not the same anymore. It's not about the integrity. It's twenty people, twenty to fifty people. And around the USA who decide if you are worthy enough to win this prestigious award. And, you know, there's so much politics. It's like so much into it. It doesn't really, it really does not affect if you had a hit song or an impactful song. It's just a bunch of people voted for you. Like not even people. It's not a people's choice award. It's not an AMA. It's not, it's not regarding sales. It's not regarding a critic. It's not even critics choice. Like, it's not anything but a bunch of people deciding that you were well enough. This was a group of people who were well-respected at one point. Um, a bunch of people who you, you would die to look at your record and be like, oh, you deem it worthy enough. But then there have been so many people who should have been like... Nicki Minaj. Onika. Do you think... like Okay, so for me, I didn't realize that the Grammys... I didn't realize how the Grammys were chosen until I was an adult. Yeah. So... That the veil being lifted off of that was a game changer for me, and then also, like, I want to ask, do you think that the Grammys are different one because the artists are different and the caliber of work is different, mm-hmm. or do you think that the Grammys is different just because the people that they choose and the political agenda is different than what it would have been previously? I think both, I think it's, it's both because one, then people die. You know, and people are shift around. People are leave the Grammy board. There, um, people are being nominated all the time. You can actually go like we talked about on the show before. Um, I don't remember. Never say never. That was the episode. Wow, why do I remember this? Um, never say never was the episode where I talked about because we were talking about Justin Bieber wanting to be in the R and B categories. Honey, like that was not kosher. That was not happening. I still stand by that. I don't give a fuck. Like leave our shit alone. Um. Whatever. So, but we talked about how I mean, he he was looking to diversify. So there to the the board. So therefore, there was already a political agenda um, that we called for. You know, well, not we, the weekend and Drake, and well, and black people have to fight tooth and nail to get in the pop category. Look at Lizzo. Exactly. No, she so is not technically. I talked about actually. I did talk. I literally referred Lizzo because she is pop. Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, I think no, she is pop, and I think yeah. So to me, I think it's important for her to be in a pop category. But my thing, mm-hmm, and you, I said that yeah. So so my whole thing is like you, and then you, you want we already have a stat category. Beyonce is going to be in the category, and she's going to win anyway. So it doesn't matter. But there's three other people and three other slots in the category. And it's important to say that you are a Grammy nominated R&B artist because it does put you at a caliber already in a big fish in a little pond. I mean, a little fish in a big pond kind of thing anyway. You know what I mean? So if you are a Grammy nominated fish, that changes things. That's a little bit more money like her. 
it does elevate her. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes her more established and she well who deserves I don't give a fuck what the song was about like it could have been about uh fucking uh, uh juju beads yeah and she sung it and she played it she performed it she wrote it and, and she was on key while doing it mm-hmm and she deserves it with her sunglasses and that is actually my favorite cancer woman besides sweetie and Lil Kim <laughs> <laughs> That is that is my favorite cancer me. woman. Me, <laughs> me. Mm. Who's your? I think she, she like to me. Her is like she really is like like again like that's the, probably the only woman who I think I'd sleep with. Mm-hmm. I love her. Like she literally. I've, every time I see her, I get a little excited. Moist. Mm-hmm. Moistened down there. But to me, I think that the Grammys. Um, I, it, it's changed. And the like, the caliber of work has changed. How music is done has changed. How we listen to music has changed. Everything has changed. Like Dua Lipa. Hey, I love. I fucking love. I it. love the album, but to me, Madonna is would not have won those Grammys performing the same songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, or back in Mar- Mariah Carey wouldn't have won. She's never repeated like that for making the same type of music because of her, there would not... And then, like you said, Nicki Minaj, you know what I mean? Like, it... But, again, these are the four options that people nominated, and these are the four options that they were pulling from. So, it's, it it does make a difference, but the fact that these people were nominated and these were the best, I think that that's interesting. I think that what happens is, whenever you... Okay, so, like, when you look at people like um, her... When you look at people like Taylor Swift, when you look at like all those type of people, they are the exception as to what's going on right now. Because right. to be honest, anybody can pop off based off of a TikTok, based off of uh, I was about to say Vine, but any, <laughs> no, but anybody can like showing, pop, her, showing your age, showing your age. You know but she's it, older. Well, <laughs> by a month. <laughs> no, but no, like anybody can like pop off. So like when you get to artists that are actually like doing what may seem mediocre to a lot of people but are exceptional based off of like the material that we're given like when you look at like Dua Lipa like Dua, Dua Lipa is like fucking like that CD it, you could fucking throw a bullet and any one of those bitches could have been a, a single and could have done well as a single and they probably did like people like that should be appreciated and whenever you get I get I can see why everybody was nominated and I can see why a lot I can see why the people that they chose were one. What I challenge other artists to do is to step outside the box and actually make your quality worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people sound like clones. Yeah. And why would I pick a clone? When you have somebody that like when you when you when you got into like the Mariahs, although what they did was exceptional. They were also exceptional because they were competing with a group of exceptional people. Exactly. But they also could stand alone and be exceptional. Right now, what you see is people that are competing with a bunch of mediocre people, and they are exceptional because they are also creating their their own sound. And they're actually not creating. They are just adding like their little notch into music. Because I do a lip of what she did with this last CD. It's like she reached back to like, the 80s. And she didn't create a sound. She didn't perfect the sound. But she threw her hat into the ring. Yeah, and it's 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 noteworthy. Okay. I think well, you know, I think, but you, like tonight, you know, like Dua Lipa won half of the Grammys that Mariah Carey has all her career. Yeah, and it, it sucks. So, but also when you look at like the body, like the whole, 
look who Mariah was competing with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it right, but look at who Mariah was like fucking after. At that time, like those people were fuck. Like no. who is Dua Lipa competing with? You don't have no Britneys. You don't have no Christinas. You don't like. I'm just taking it back. Like you don't have no Britneys, Christinas, uh, Luther Vandross, Mariah, Mar- uh, uh, Michael Jackson's. Like you don't have. Like, Those are all people who did not win as many Grammys as Dua Lipa tonight. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you don't have like none of those people. You have fucking Dua Lipa. <laughs> you know what Dua I mean? Peep. No, but you had Taylor Swift. Girl, and Taylor Swift is still fighting to be. She don't know whether she want to be pop or country, but she can be that. She That's could. artistry because she can do it all. I think people who only people who don't like folklore or who don't really get folklore is the people who never, never sat back it. and listened to it. I never listened to it, and I, and I, and I don't. T- you know, I, I like Taylor Swift. Yeah, like because she stands up for the gays, whether it's convenient or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and more so oftentimes it is convenient. <laughs> uh, but. It, Taylor Swift has her own, like, whatever, regardless of whatever Taylor Swift has going on in her personal life, Taylor Swift puts in the work. Right. She puts in the man hours. She writes. And unlike me, she puts in a different type of man hours. <laughs> and, she, and, you know, like, I like Taylor Swift. I just she don't. She does that too, but I, and she, <laughs> she also does. goes in and does the man hours afterwards. And I, what I like about Taylor, what I appreciate about, like, Taylor and her, y'all know I have an affinity for singer songwriters because it is a hard. Musician, singer, songwriter, musician. Like, yes. There's people that can actually play an instrument. Play, sing, any, you don't even have to play an instrument, even though that adds to my adoration for you. But, like, to me, to write your songs, yeah, especially being a woman writing hit songs, is like I told like, people, we talk about it all the time. That's why I love Keisha Cole. I'll never, yeah. Tisha Cole is above slander, Alicia Keys, because these are women who wrote hit songs when white men were writing hit songs for these black women. Yeah. Um, these, Amer- oh, uh, Mariah Carey will always, no matter what. K. Michelle, even. K. Michelle, yes. B- women, black women pushing their pen, or women, period, pushing their pen, when, of course, they could have easily, like a Dua Lipa, could have gotten, listened and sung songs yeah. that were given to them. Like, also... You know, I get people's frustration with Nikki and Cardi. And Cardi won those Grammys and Nikki didn't. But, you and know. Now and now Megan. But Megan wrote. And Cardi co-wrote. Nikki. Nikki co- But, you know, another thing, too, people always, that they use that. She did write. She didn't write all her songs. Like, you know, I know the barbs, whatever. But that's a fact. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't write all. She didn't write all Starships. She didn't write all those songs. Like, she didn't. Did Iggy, does Iggy write? Or does, I mean, does Iggy have a, a Grammy is what I'm to say, I'm sorry. No, I don't think Iggy... Did she didn't even want for Fancy? No, she was robbed. Yeah. <laughs> At gunpoint. <laughs> At gunpoint. <laughs> Highway robbery. For Fancy. For bitch. Fancy. And yeah, then honestly... I, I just knew Fancy had a Grammy. Because it should have. And I ain't talking, and I ain't talking Reba. Reba, which <laughs> should have won a Grammy as well. But I think, to me, like, I don't know. Like, I... I'm like, I'm Billie Eilish. Like, no matter what, like, I might not get... Her, I don't. I get her. She's so good. What yeah. she's what she's good at is the same. She's white scissor. She's really she's very good at evoking emotion. She's good at digging out emotions that you did not know you fucking had. If you want to feel a way, go listen to her. I like. Um, I loved. She to me, my Billy Eilish is ocean eyes and bored. Mm. Bored is my my favorite. I don't have to listen. And I heard 
everything I've heard from her, I don't dislike. I don't I don't rush to go listen to Billie Eilish, but that's a personal thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't like to feel a lot of different things other than sexy. You know, I'm, I'm uh, busy. I want to get to work, boss bitch mood, or and then when I want to feel sad, that's why where I go to people who have made me feel, you know, good. You know what I mean? Like I like, I don't know. Like I like. I like to take a, what is it called? I like my neighborhood artists. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to Mariah Carey. I go to, be, and then I step out of the, you know, <laughs> go to Mariah's house, you know, go and get a little tears on my pillow and also want to get up and, and clap and get to, it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, I listen to Billie Eilish. I like her. I like Dua Lipa, you know, first things first. Like, I like her. I get her. You know what I mean? Like, I get the whole thing, but, like, I, I don't know. People in that category, I felt like, not that I'm saying, I feel like, I don't know. I, why can't I say that? I feel like Taylor Swift should be able to sweep. What What I don't want to get in, I don't want to get into like uh, this mindset like that a lot of like older generations have where they're just like, music isn't just good anymore. Like it used to be better. When you look at like, when you look at what music is, music is always going to be like constantly evolving and changing. Uh, music is always gonna be like constantly evolving and changing. Um, what I try to do whenever I like, whenever I listen to any type of music, that's what, like that's probably why I have listened to, like Billy Eilish and like why I'm a fan of Dua Lipa, blah, blah blah. I try to like see where like the newer generation is coming from. Yeah, Although me too. I do like just like last night, I was sitting here blasting um, uh, uh silly. Um and fucking oh, Black Williams. Butterfly mm-hmm. and fucking um uh Love Ballad and um just like all of like that type of stuff. I, I try to make sure I'm present in like every decade if that yeah, makes sense. Me too. And so mm-hmm. that way I know where I'm like where I was and like where I'm going, like where we're at right now. But I can just honestly say like a lot of stuff that I hear right now, no for one, let's first and foremost, nobody is doing it like Chloe Halley. For like that's just period, and in every sense of the word, whether it comes to writing, um, producing, uh, performing, visuals, like nobody's doing it like that. So everything else, if we have to pick, uh, I think that the girls that won tonight should have won for a reason. You don't. So you don't think Chloe and Halle should have? You think they should have won? No, I said excluding that. Oh, okay. Because they didn't win, and I, and they, I think that they should have been nominated more. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Even they were, they've been snubbed a lot. Um, even I think that there was one, it was even like for like the VMAs, maybe it was something like um, quarantine performance. These bitches are sticking their hot pussy on a tennis court, <laughs> <laughs> you bitches don't want to give them their tins, right? Like, there's nothing black, black artists, uh, I for me, and this, and this came with like even, um. When like the whole diversity talk came, when like the whole Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement was at its peak, like this past summer, I don't want you to talk about it. I don't want you to. I don't want you to. I'm not necessarily gearing for you to change Ancient Mama's name. I'm more so like gearing to shit that we can see, mm-hmm. or like don't give give Black artists their representation. I don't want you. I don't want to. I don't want you to make the Grammys all about Black Lives Matter because. When, when it like police brutality, because when it comes down to it, you guys aren't fucking contributing to any of the people that are actually on the ground doing the work. You guys aren't contributing any money, so the least you can do or is give these black artists their awards so that way they can ask for more. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care about what the fuck you... Girl, just because you rented this police car and you want to do a performance with it, that doesn't mean anything to me. Give these black artists, like when Chloe and Halle were... I think that they were nominated for new artists. I can't remember last no. year. Oh, last year? Last year. I don't know. I can't remember. The Grammys that they were nominated for, they should have fucking got. So that way their asking price can go up. So that way they can demand... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I t- Let me see it. <laughs> let me see it. Let me see it. Like, right. that's how I feel. I get that. I mean, like, I, I get people's... I don't know. Like, you know, I love Chloe and Halle, but I do get people's... Eh, with the... Like, I do... I, lo- I love them, but I get why they should... Because these are black girls who are real, and they are talented, and they are songwriters. Again, they are, and they are producers. They're instrumental. You know, like, they do make great work. You know what I mean? Like, I think that... They don't have a bad... Like, think about it. Like, they don't... What can you what can you honestly harp on that is so bad about them? Nothing. I think, but I think that they also. I feel the same way about a lot of artists, though. Like I think to give, like I don't know, and I feel like also is like I think what they have over looking from the Grammy standpoint is that they're so young, and I think they're still shaking off that radio Disney thing. Like they still have the same issue with people have with Christina Aguilera or Britney why they didn't receive so much Grammy love because. They are the Backstreet Boys or people because they are still aren't Radio Disney girls in their eyes. They're still shaking that that off and they're still getting their, which sucks. You know, I mean, like. Which is why we need younger people on the Grammy board. Chloe Bay, right. That's true. Hello. You know, you can sign up. It's costs. You could go and nominate, be nominated. You know why I wouldn't? <laughs> because I don't have the credentials. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Because I actually do not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people should be... I think that that's, like... It's something worth saying. Like, people that bow out when they know. Like, you know. Right. Bitch, I don't know. I feel like that's most people. I think that's why I feel like I don't really publicly denounce... Except on this show, because this is my motherfucking show. But I wouldn't publicly denounce the Grammys. Because these are people who... They are industry professionals who who have... But also, they have their... It's no secret they have agendas. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a secret. Like, I think that's weird that people, like, when Drake and people come up and they make this bitching and moaning about how they didn't get nominated because they had the most number one song of the year, but your song didn't pr- bring anything different to the music scape. You know, it didn't change anything. Was it one d- thing nominated? Who? By Amory? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good one. And I don't know. I feel like if, if she didn't win it, and she should have, because she did, and every girl ate after that. But I think, um, you know, like, I, and I, I hate that's my that's you brought up a good point because I also hate that people go in and be like, why didn't, um, you know, Roddy, you know, why, um, you know, the baby didn't get one for more, you know, like baby, why that wasn't, you know, because a certain time, like, even though I feel like the baby did kind of change pop uh, rap yeah. music a little bit, I, I, I Migos did, yeah, the same thing that they did. Mm-hmm. I think that they did because one thing I will say about the Migos is they're very instrumental. Yeah. They, I, one thing I love about the Migos is they, somebody in that group, I want to say it's Offset. Yeah, has a musical ear, and people thought it was Quavo only because he looked better, but it was really Offset. I think I think Offset looks better, but I think one of the motherfuckers has, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Actually, take off. It was actually take off, but I think it hit me like a a ton of bricks when I heard Surf Fry. 
Yeah. That was gospel. Like it was a gospel tinge yeah. song. Like the mainly Quavo though. He was if you look like listen to like the ad libs and like bar and then like even Show like the with them like them singing under it, that was Quavo. So them singing under like that's Quavo. Was it Quavo? I thought it was offset. It could be Quavo. Quavo. Well, you know, that could be where Sweetie gets it. But what I do think is like who was robbed girl. for pretty bitch music. <laughs> what I do think is like there needs to be more um when you like the point that you had, like people were like, why did the baby? Because I think that people music music makes you lose control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what it does with me. Mm-hmm. But music changes different things and it's like is is um is different in different people in different cultures. So like you may like we can recognize like Migos changed music or we can recognize like Amory changed the music needle. Mm-hmm. or we can recognize that like the baby had something he he contributed something production wise whoever I I literally have a song that I'm sitting on that I went back and changed because it's and when y'all hear it well you'll see it's like I went through and I sampled a song a popular R and B song that people me and Sin will know and we love it and I can't wait for him to hear it. But Don't it, but it's like to me. I went through and added is it bop. Steph? Is it please say Mocha Steph? <laughs> He's mine. He might have once. I wouldn't have act. I, I wouldn't have done it if he weren't on it. <laughs> you naughty. <laughs> We are the next Mocha Staff. Right, exactly. But no, no, it, but you'll you'll love it. But I went through it. The thing that I changed was I added Bop to like what how he called like Bop. It's the boom, 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 yeah. boom, yeah. boom, boom, dong, dong. Like instead of treble. So I went. We went through and took the sample and we added those same themes to it to make it more current and more um, hip hop to it. And so to me, like even that to me was I can't even I can say the baby influenced me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was it was because it's influential. I can't say that about a lot of people working on this project that aren't that are current that influenced me. You know what I mean? Like so to me, like give that credit. But it would like he said, like it would be like you said, it would be it would have to be somebody like me who has an ear for. I was just gonna say that it takes an ear to recognize to to know what to keep. Um, to know what to, to keep current mm-hmm. and then also know what to reach back for. Yeah. I think that, you know, we've talked about that a lot of times, like kids today, they don't know how to reach back or how to acknowledge when they do reach back because everybody's really reaching back. Yeah. Um, I look for, I look for people that, um, I, I just, like I said earlier, I look for people that are like not only contributing cause like that's very important, but I also look at people that are doing what, what nobody else is doing. And right. a lot of those girls that won are not, they are, they're, they're noteworthy. We may not see it now. Yeah. But they are, uh, they're noteworthy. They earn their spot. My, my love, because Dua Lipa, she did she's work hard. She's a hard working girl, too. Mm-hmm. She works hard. Stage. <laughs> you said what? She's, if there's a stage, the bitch is on it. True. She did perform, and I will, I will say that. But, but mine, I, no matter what, I'm happy that Megan won, even though I feel like, but one thing I, I do feel like we talk about Nikki, but I feel like when Nikki wins. I'm not going to win now. I think she will. I think when she wins, it'll be more of a moment. 
you know, well, how I feel. I hope she doesn't. I hope she's not there to receive it. I hope she stays at mm-hmm. home and just doesn't go. Dust. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give me, like, don't give me that clout moment. Give me my actual roses. Like, bitch, I don't want artificial shit. Give me, girl. I should, girl, bitch, there's, there's no way you can undo what you did, but I want you to spend a, a while trying to. Right, because they did literally go out their way to give every girl that came after her. Look up if Iggy got one. <laughs> I bet you Iggy. No, Iggy you know like, who else deserves one? Who should have got? Uh, she may have. I, I don't know. She didn't. Oh. But Azalea Banks should have got one for broke with expensive taste. She's another aggravator. Like they're not to me, like <laughs> she is like to me. But I think also <laughs> she agitated <laughs> Todd. I think there's things that the Grammys can't buy. They're agitated. I think there are things that the Grammys cannot buy that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you have a Grammy. You could have one, two, 30 fucking Grammys. Mm-hmm. But there is still a certain thing that Grammys can't buy. And mm-hmm. that's what Azealia Banks has. She is white hot. Everything that Azealia Banks says, she literally, her music comes second to her yeah. Crazy ass yeah. antics. Yeah. She's polarizing, and to me, like if she won a Grammy, that would. That's the title of this show because this has been like this is that has been the uh, the common thread. What you know how you have like the little shh with the money sign at the front. Mm-hmm. Everybody, Kirk Franklin, Azalea right. Bank, every shut, shut your mouth. Up. Or to me, and not really like sometimes you just have to be able to understand what comes with that. Azalea Banks, she's a Gemini, attention seeking Gemini. Like every Gemini I know is like that. They're trouble, quote unquote. But they're they're war- they don't care. Like oh, yeah. the thing about Gemini's are that they don't care. Like they just don't give a fuck. They'll come and maybe if somebody convinces them to apologize later, they'll come back with some half ass apology. But in reality, they don't care. Like you know, you have to take them as they are. Like I don't, I, and I think Azealia Banks makes great music. I think she's a great artist, but she will never see a Grammy unless she's sweeping the bitch. Like, she has got to be selling, she's catering the joint. The you say what? She got to shut the fuck up. It'll, she, it'll take her years. Like, if, I'm thinking three, four, five years down the line. If she can give us, produce, and pump out and push out some real albums some real fucking albums and shut her fucking mouth you I know love her the, like i love her too i hate to look like it, it's like when you really see your girl and you're like rooting for her and then like she do some real ghetto and ratchet like, bitch like girl, shut the fuck up and lost her, lost another good job <laughs> yeah like, and now your fans like i can't be your fan publicly right i, mean, I am i do i do you support, support a dojo i don't support what the fuck well uh, that's not gonna stop that's right. another hard-working bitch in the, in the united states yeah and i i'm glad you didn't i'm glad you didn't i will say i wouldn't i did not stop listening to the streets i did not stop listening to um what's her name um what's the name rules i didn't stop but I did side eye dojo because I didn't know what the fuck this bitch was coming at. Like, and then when I found out streets, they the shit that they posted on Twitter about that white boy, it was about it was a white nerd. I was like, girl, I saw that. They, they but I don't believe it. They were like, this is who she was writing streets about. But I don't know if I believe it or not. But like, still, like Doja, and I love her. I think she's funny. I think she's cool. She's influential to me. I think she's really really cool. But you know, I, I don't know. Doja's saving grace was. When you go back and look at all of the stupid shit that we've said, 
Doja, even like in her performance, like anything that she does, you can tell that this is a silly bitch. Mm-hmm. And she means no harm. This is just a silly bitch. And I think that we need to be as forgiven. No, that's not right. Because no. we aren't as forgiven. You can't Why go back at my past. Social media is squeaky clean. And then, okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> well, now it is. But. And another, Janae, like, you know, there's somebody. Who's never done anything wrong to anybody. Somebody who's fucking near and dear to my heart, Janae. Like, that's the bitch who I think deserves... She really did change. She has so many daughters. Yeah. And people don't give her tens. Yeah. Like, her daughters didn't get their tens either. Maya. Yeah. What's up? That is Maya's daughter. I don't care what anybody says. That's Maya's baby. It is. I think Ma- who, uh, Maya, right. Maya has some daughters. Cassie. You're right. Janae. Um... Dick, but Dick... Did Cassie really change? Oh, no. But yes, Cassie did. She was pop singing like a, she was rap singing like a have you Have you heard the Have you heard that first album all the way through? I want to say I have. Go through and give it one more spin now in the, in the big age. Girl, it's, it, it's actually still kind of ahead of its time. Do you know when you look up Cassie? I know Low key. On, I know it's on title and I know, um, I think it was the same way on... Not title. Was it Spotify? Whenever you look up the like her as an artist, like these other two white people pull up. <laughs> this is the same way with Monica. Girl, I'm like Monica. I know you are not allowing these bitches to just come up. And why are you letting these motherfuckers use your name, bitch? I'll bump them bitches off so fucking quick. I don't know who I got to talk to or what I got to yeah. do, <laughs> but they gotta fucking go. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, child, so. We're moving on to the last segment of the show. We had just been talking, 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 but that's what girls are That's what girls do. Okay, any hoosers. So we're gonna move on to the last um, and final segment for uh, like a month. Wow, I'm really gonna have a break. Like this is really wearing me out. <laughs> Even just thinking about the editing process is about to wear me out. But love and relationships and sex segment, and we are going to talk about something that I talked about on the show, um, here and there, um. And I have actually have no real, I'm just talking on my ass because I have no real, like, history with it. Um, um, and Sin does. Uh, open relationships. And we're going to have a real honest conversation. It's not the black and white like I have or because I don't have any knowledge of it. So we're going to talk about open relationships in a way that you what is it like you've never heard it before Sin, oh. <laughs> like you've never heard it before and i want to talk okay so okay so sinclair i've never had an open relationship how many open relationships have you had uh i would say i think i've had three three open relationships okay so tell so we talked about something and it opened my eyes a thousand percent i don't know maybe if you what was in your wheaties that night you have the time. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. And I've been thinking about it ever since. Like, you broke it down to me one time where it made so much sense to me why someone would choose 
an open relationship. Now, to me, at first, I'm thinking I had every reason why not to choose a relationship. Like, I'm like, okay, what open relationship? Because of, of course, you just one, like you're fucking sharing, sucking a, everybody. Is well, what people generally think. Well, and, and I, I wasn't that. It was mostly to me because I feel like, why? You know, I'm like, why would you? It's like, why? What could you go out and possibly get from some other nigga that you couldn't get from me? Yeah. So I think that the first thing is like, like he said, like why? So how I view open relationships or why the, the I guess the why behind it is I I have a really weird view on like monogamy, and I think that whenever you look at like the majority of relationships, or you look at the history of relationships or anybody that you've known who had like a bad time in a relationship, uh, a lot of times it's due to like infidelity, and I'm not saying that all relationships are going to end in cheating. I'm not saying that cheating is like you know just the end all be all but what i am saying is how i look at sex and how i look at monogamy is more so like if i'm dating somebody sex is more so like a a sex and attraction is more so a conversation than the end all be all and i also think that it's unrealistic to expect because i date regardless of how people feel i date when i date you i'm dating for marriage i want to be married so i find it very hard to think that the i'm the only person you have to get everything that you want from me for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like financially or spiritually, like emotionally, I'm saying that like sexually. So I think that that's unrealistic to ask that of somebody. And I think that I want to date my friend and I want to date somebody who I can share anything with. This is somebody who I plan on being with for the rest of my life. I just think it's unreal. That's an unrealistic expectation I won't even put on you. So I find a lot of times when you don't put that real, when you don't put that expectation on people, it allows them to be more of themselves. So you feel like people not living in their truth is kind of what is stopping people from having successful relationships. And a part of that, okay, so a part of what, I hate to probably jump the gun and probably give everybody what I think is the teddy teddy bear of this conversation. I think one thing that I learned from Sin was that I think so many, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but... The issue is, is the, we always try to cut down on dishonesty. We always try to find a way to find our partner in an open space. We want an open communication. We want someone who we can trust and who's honest with us. And monogamy is always the big lie, the big deception, the big thing. So if you take or remove that expectation, expectation, then possible expectation out of this scenario it already makes the relationship better correct i wouldn't say better i would just say different and i think that also what i explained to you too is i don't think open relationships are for everybody i think that from my past experience also i think that i've been on the when i when i first got introduced to like open relationships from somebody i'm also like like i was saying earlier when it comes to like sex and relationships i'm also very like open-minded so I think that whenever I got introduced to it, I got introduced to it as like from I took it from a plate a place of curiosity. I wanted to know what it was about and I wanted to like experience it. Um I've dated people that said that they were into open relationships, but they were not. Excuse me, they mainly said that to like they weren't into it. And so they were saying that to experience it, but they weren't really ready to immerse themselves in it. They were just more so saying it because they thought that's what I wanted to hear. So what I for my my best advice I can ever give anybody, um, besides like being honest, and that doesn't matter if you're in an open relationship or not, 
is to not put not get yourself into something that you're not ready for. So if your open relationship do not work for you, do not get in an open relationship and don't try to force yourself to be in it. It's not, you know, that's not what I am saying. But what I am saying is whenever you take that expectation, like you could be dating somebody and they could be a freak ass hoe and they're trying to put on this perfect facade for you. And now all of a sudden they're feeling like they have to step outside of your relationship to get something that you could have gave them all along. What it is about, and it's not just open relationships, it's a, it's a normal relationship. That's just one stipulation of it. Relationships are different no matter what. What I will say also is if you're if you're dating somebody who's going to be a liar, they're going to be a liar regardless of whether you're in an open relationship or whether you're not. If you're dating somebody who is going to be secretive about their wants, that's going to happen regardless. What I am saying is don't let sex be the reason why you don't work out. Hmm. Okay, I'm digesting all of that, and I, I really every time we talk, I like I feel like, and I don't know, I'm speaking from that point of view of someone who just completely like disregards the whole open relationship thing. It's like no, like you know what I mean. But it makes it. I don't know. A lot of people it, it, in open relationships they don't realize they are. That's what like I think that like. Like, whenever I get very, like, defensive about it, you've heard me be defensive about it. Whenever I get very defensive about it, it's like a lot of people are in open relationships and they don't think that they are. Like, example. Like, you could be dating a guy and y'all could both be cheating. Y'all are in an open relationship, but what you've also done is, because you're not being honest with your partner, you've created a space where y'all don't share knowledge sexually. So there's no telling what could be going on, but because y'all do not share that openness... You're hiding something. So now not only are you a cheater, you're a liar. And also, like, you could be bringing something into your relationship. And that, and open relationships work for me because I can separate emotion and sex. But for a lot of times, people cannot do that. That's also why I say don't do that if you're not ready for open relationship. But in those scenarios, right now, you're bringing mixed emotions into your relationship as well. Okay, so what do you feel like someone who is... How would someone... One, I want to know how you were introduced to open relationships. Like how, because I didn't know. I thought it was something that you came up with or you thought about or it was like, you're, so you were actually introduced to the idea of open relationships. Yeah, I, I was in college. Um, It's not something I've like taken with me since college, but I was introduced to it. You know, my ex is, who shall rename nameless, but I was introduced to it and it wasn't necessarily like, uh, let's have an open relationship. From my perspective, it was more so this is what we're doing anyways. Hmm. I don't know who you're talking about. Girl. I don't. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cancer? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I did not know that. Yeah. So, there was a conversation that sat down and it was like, you know, we might as well just be open? No, I think that at, at that point, it was me being, to be completely honest, it was me being gung-ho to keep a nigga who was not trying to be kept. And it was more so like a you are only letting me in so far. So in that, and I'm talking to guys in the meantime, and you have your own shit going on. We are both tied to each other emotionally, but sexually we're doing other things. So why not just call it what it is, simplify it or cause people like to label things. Mm-hmm. Why not? This is what it is. This is what we're doing. Let's see if we can grow from that or at least build off of that. Cause it doesn't bother me as much as you think it would. So, Already you came into a relationship kind of not unbothered by 
Okay, no, I so no, I was bothered by it, and so for me trying to figure this person out, I was more so like a, you, this is how I am as a person. Okay, what is it and what is it not? Like, be honest with me, be real with me. What are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? And so I think that it was me that kind of came to the conclusion that this is what we were doing. Because I think that he was more so bent on, like, being secretive and not being honest uh, and not being honest about what he wanted and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you don't have to be that with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just be real. And I admire that. Like, to me, I don't know. Like, one of what me and Sin, I always, he thinks I'm kidding, but I always had admired Sinclair and his, like, relationships. Like, to me, I feel like... I like to me relationships have never really been that big of a deal to me like they are like I think friendships and fam well friendships more and then even family like my mom and my my close people but as I keep a I don't really care like you know what I mean like I I never really and it could be a part of maybe some weird I've like even thought like for a while I was like narcissism like I can't wrap my mind around literally being with someone who like I I'm like no this is not what we're doing I'm closed off like stubborn I guess I guess I guess I am kind of stubborn like when it comes to like I'm not doing this no this is not what makes me comfortable I don't give a fuck if you leave or go I don't care if it, you know what I mean but that doesn't get. I think about Prince all the time. Future Baby Mama. Have you heard this song? I don't think I have. It's always every time there's this part in a song that makes me think of you, and it made me think of like more of a mantra. And it's like he's like, you gotta bend in the wind, but don't break to keep your man. <laughs> and I think to me like that is because you have to evolve. You have to evolve. I don't think. I don't think I would say like bend or like or like I don't think it's a thing for a bend and a breaking because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. So I think that it also takes a very secure person. Right. Because I'm not an insecure person in relationships. I've never been. Okay. So that's just me. And the way it works for me is I don't I don't get jealous. Like I get I get I get the to be clear, I don't need you out here disrespecting me. Okay. So like whenever I have open relationships um, there are times when people want to know, like, I always have this conversation or whenever I do have it. Um, cause I usually also, I'm very upfront. I try to understand the best policy. Mm-hmm. I'm very upfront with people about my views on monogamy. It does not mean that I want having an open relationship is a requirement. I'm just telling you where I stand and what my experiences have been. Just like your experiences may have been, you may have dated all cheating men or you may have dated no. all specific types of men it doesn't mean that our relationship is going to be as such it just means that that's your experience mm-hmm. so i want to be like make that also very clear because i will date somebody if they don't agree with open relationships it just means that we have two different experiences that we need to work out okay because we you know you should always approach every relationship like you know but also i'm like honesty is the best policy for me so when i'm in an open relationship i want to know what you do who you do it with when you do it a lot of times guys don't want to know. But what that does is that creates a sense of insecurity because at this point, they think that they don't know what you're doing or they don't know when you're doing it. So honesty is the best policy for me. It doesn't work that way for some people. I just think that in my relationship, the bottom line is, regardless of open relationship or not, I just want honesty. And mm-hmm. I want you to, I don't want, I don't ever want to feel and I don't ever want my partner to feel stifled 
Um, I don't ever want them to feel like they are cutting a part of themselves off to be in a relationship. I want this to be like a safe place. I want it to be like a, you should feel most comfortable here. I don't like, I don't like arguing. I don't like doing all that other shit. Like, you know, like be real with me, be open. It's a two way street. So when it comes to like that whole, like bend, but don't break, I'm not doing any bending because this is what I want anyways. Gotcha. Or this is what I'm, this is what, this is my understanding of what things can be anyways. Gotcha. So I'm not really bending in that regard. Things I do bend on is like, um, financial things or like relationships have so many things that you can be worried about. Why make that something that you worry about? Right. That's what I mean. I mean like all around, not just yeah, from yeah, the, yeah. not like the open relationship thing, but like to me, you know, you said something that I've never, I think up until one, I, I like I said earlier in the show, I started, I'm somewhat of a late bloomer, but I was just fucking like from 21 to like 23, I had not really had, I think, a boyfriend. And like up until that, when I started getting boyfriends and stuff like that, I never thought of them as much. Like I don't really think, and that's, I don't, I've, I've never thought of guys much m- more than, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like to me, I feel like, I wish that I was more in that space of I'm like okay well nigga no if you this is not what you want or this is okay no if you want to seek outside of this if you want to do this this is what you get nigga get the fuck out you know if this ain't enough for you all right peace nigga you know blah 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 but what you are saying is that or what I'm hearing you say is that there is room for communication and for both parties ideally to be and to be there's already issues going on it's work yeah it's gonna be work regardless i think that a lot of times like when i tell people like i'm into open relationships or like the stigma that people have is like people automatically think that you in order to have like a successful relationship you have to have like this cookie cutter black and white like this my man and ain't nobody else talking to him and blah blah, blah. for one first and foremost open relationship or not you should not have no nigga out here making you look crazy that should that's the first like that's bottom line no matter if you're in an open relationship or not so i think that the the thing that people think is when you say open relationship they think that i'm gonna have to be worried about who my nigga is fucking all the time i have to be worried about if he don't fuck him if he don't fuck him for one why would you want to date somebody who's not transparent and open and honest with you like that doesn't make sense to me so i think that when people think or from the conversations i've had with people when they think about open relationships, they think that it's a free-for-all, and it's not. I'm not dating a dude. Even when I'm in open relationships, I'm not going out fucking somebody every night. You are you are still home to me. You are who I'm going to come home to. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not... I'm not out here doing just every fucking thing. That doesn't make sense to me. If that's the point, like, most people say, why be in a relationship? Because, like, that's usually the feedback I get when I say, like, I believe in open relationships. Yes. They're like, why be in a relationship? Because this person is still, like, some. this is my spouse. Like, that's somebody I plan on building with. I just never want, I never want to feel it, and I never want my spouse to feel stifled, or I never want them to feel like they are not them, the 100% themselves in any form. Okay, so do you, like, okay, 100% themselves. So, okay, so for the people who would be, like, my, I would say my uninvolved 
because my opinion and my mind and how I look at these things are changing and evolving. Thanks to you, you know, and in like my research on the whole situation. But for the people who, like how I was, were uninvolved, do you feel like, okay, if this person does not want, if this person, do you feel like it's possible that this particular person, if they're not wanting to just have sex with you, that they're not wanting to be with you? No, and I I have like a very stupid logic about it because again, I can separate emotion from sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it as like this is this again this is very stupid logic, but it's how I like how it makes sense to me. Is like there can be like rubies and diamonds, and you can want both. They're just completely different. It doesn't make it doesn't mean that I want I don't want anything. I don't want you any less. It's just the sex. That's just. It's something I like to do. It's like, that's just sex to me. That's my very stupid logic on it. And that's how I feel about it. And I also, I make it a point to not have emotional ties with the people I have sex with. And I also like, because I'm very friendly and like to have like a friendship with like the people I have sex with. I also, I'm very open with them. And I'm like, if you can't tell, I'm a very like open person. So like, I also tell them like, Hey, I have a boyfriend. This can never be this. This can never be X, Y, Z. Like, this is not that. So we don't cross any boundaries in that regard. So like okay so okay so when I see people on social media on Tinder and Jack and they're like I have a boyfriend, so is that what that means? Like they might be in an open relationship? Yeah, it, that's exactly what it means. It means like nigga, like we not. This is not gonna be anything else. Don't like because this is how I feel. Like this is not gonna be any else, anything else. Don't think you can hit me up all times of the night because that's not gonna fly. I'm not gonna answer you. I'm gonna pay you dust. Like this is strictly that, and it's nothing more. Like I'm being very open and honest. The the thing is, most people hear what they want to hear, and they don't hear what you're telling them. So I think that's when you can run into problems because I can explain to you I have a boyfriend all day, but if you meet me, you like me, you think the sex is good, you're gonna think you can change that, and you can't. Okay, okay, that's a new development. Okay, you're right. People do hear what because I could see that. Like, okay, in my mind, again, undeveloped. You know, so I think. Cause like every time like I talk to you, I hear it's like dude, dude, like new ideas and concepts. Like I'm like, okay, well, wow. Like so, literally, this is exactly what it is. This is someone who I'm having sex with. This is a different, like almost like a different spice. Yeah, I guess in a sense, um, if, keep for me how I work because I can't. Everything is different. People work differently. For me. When I'm in open relationships, I like to have the same fuck buddies. It's not anybody like just new that I'm going out fucking. Like these are like the same people that are like understand my situation. It's like, you know, like these are my designated people. Like right. I know them. I'm comfortable with them. I know they're not going to. Because what happens is people love to discredit your relationship. So even though I may be madly in love with this person, I do have an open relationship. So if I fuck the wrong person, they can go out and they, you know, it's that whole like, well, your nigga was in my inbox the other week. Bitch, I also told you that I have a boyfriend. So like. I keep I like to keep the same people so there's no confusion they already know what's going on. So like people I just wish that people in relationships want again my my if you cannot take anything else away from this my main thing is one don't be in an open relationship if it's not for you cuz it's going to make you be jaded about the whole, ex- whole experience and then it's going to make you think if it's not for you it's not for you. And then two honesty is always the best policy. So if you are a liar and you're very dishonest outside of an open relationship and you have a tendency to date men that are liars and dishonest, that's going to be the same in an open relationship. It's just going to cause, it's, it's going to bring a new sense of insecurities. It's just going to be a different monster. 
So like that's not what you need. And then three, I think that people do not get into open relationships if you're insecure. Because that is going to make you worse. So you have to be very secure within yourself and know that. And you have to approach it with a level of trust. Because like if you don't trust this nigga and you already insecure, of course you're going to think, you know, of course, you know. Most people, a lot of people, a lot of people are in open relationships. They just don't like to call it that. So, okay, when it comes to trusting and all those things. So, ideally, in a perfect open relationship, there would be discussion. There would be, a commu- like, a conversation, maybe, like, a pillow talk where, okay, hey, today I'm interested in fucking um, Xavier or um, Joshua or um, Marco. You know, I like him. He's cute, blah, blah, blah. I think I love his little body, this, that, and the third. No, because you don't want to rise. In, like, you don't want to make somebody. Like, I'm not going on and on about a nigga I'm fucking. Like, I'm not Like I'm not going like, you know, damn, I'm just so attracted to him, blah, 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 blah. I think what, how it goes for me is before we even date, because I believe in, like, different stages. Like, I believe you should date people before you become exclusive and then exclusive before you become in a relationship with that person. So, like, during the dating phase, before we are even exclusive, I, like, tell people how I feel about monogamy. Like, I tell people, like, blah, 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 blah. So, if you decide to continue past that point, that's on you. So, we've already had that conversation before anything started. So, it's not a conversation that we necessarily need to have when we get into the relationship because we already had it. You already know my viewpoints on it. So, I usually ask people, like, how do you feel about honesty? Like, do you think that this is something that you want to know when it happens? Or do you think that this is something that you do not want to know or whatever? And then I also have rules and like regulations like TMI, but generally I'm a top. I have bottom to like relationships if that's, you know, if we get to that point. But generally across the thing, I'm a top. So I date bottoms. So usually, or I usually date versatile people. So I've never been in a relationship with somebody who was a strict bottom. I've never been open relationship with somebody who was a strict bottom. So usually it's just like, okay, well, you can't let anybody top you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, because I do know that usually when people let people top them, different emotions become involved. So I'm just like, okay, well, you can just go fuck dudes. We can just fuck dudes. Like, that's it. Personally, I don't care if you tell me. Excuse me. I don't need you to go on and on about it, but I do want to know. Just so I can keep a tracker in my mind of like, you know, if anything, if anything comes about, shit, this happened X, Y, Z. And, you know, I know this and I know that because I don't want to... I don't want to be dumbfounded by it. I don't want to find out new information about you that I didn't know. But a lot of people don't want to know information, so I don't really talk about anybody else. I might tell them who I'm doing it with or show them, like, pictures. and like, okay, well, this is XYZ. This is that person. But I usually, usually we don't go in depth about stuff. Okay, so there's a... It's, so the concept is honesty and openness, but then there's still a sense of secrecy? I wouldn't call it secrecy. It's more so like I don't want to cause insecurities with you. Like, like say for instance, if I'm, regardless of whether you're in an open relationship or not, you don't want to hear your spouse going on and on about a nigga. Like right. you don't want to, you don't want your spouse to be like, well, you know, I talked to uh, Demond, and you know, Demond just has a perfect body, and like the reason I like him is because our conversation is always good, and you know, what I mean, Demond plan on like Lincoln. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, it's just going to cause a level of, like, 
well, do you like this nigga? Or are you really, I always try to make it, I always try to make my person feel secure. Like I'm not going to raise insecurities within you. I'm, I'm, you are it for me. Like that's, you know, I'm not trying to date anybody else. We're just free, but I'm not trying to date anybody else. But if you met Damon and he was, he had a better body. He I'm not had open a, to that though. I'm not open. Like I'm not meeting you on that. But let's say, okay, you met that person and then they were like, you go to the house, you know, it's luxurious. You know, he takes you out to eat all the places. He got a better body. He's nicer. We wouldn't be doing all of that. We wouldn't be going out to eat. Okay. We wouldn't be doing all of that. It's not, when you meet niggas, like when you meet dudes, I keep saying niggas. When you meet dudes. We can say niggas. I say niggas all the time. (laughs) When you meet dudes, you know how far you'll go. Like, you know me, especially. I work off curiosity. If I'm curious about you, I'm going to try to find out what it is and what it's not. When I meet you, I already know, like, and if I do meet you and I feel like there could be something else, like, because I'm not dead. If I meet you and I feel like there could be a deeper attraction, I'm going to cut, the, like, we need to, we don't need to hang out. Like, we don't need to, because that's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, usually my fuck buddies, those are not people that I'm in jeopardy of, like, dating. And so, like, you have a partner who does find, okay, like, say not you, you have a partner who, okay, y'all are in this open relationship, and, like, everything, like, sexually, y'all are fine, y'all are going out, uh, meeting up with your partners, blah, 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 but then there's also issues that come up in your relationship as far as, like, finances, or um, issues as far as, like, grudges that y'all have within, aside from sex. This person, you go out, you go fuck this person, how, like, what are the limits to that? Like, I guess you'd have to be extremely disciplined, I guess, to be able to not seek comfort from someone else. I don't look at them that way. But, oh, hey, like, not you, just your partner. Oh, like, okay, so what What? what again, was... If, if open relationships are not for you, it doesn't need... Like, you don't need to partake in it. If that's, not th- if that's not something that you can handle, then you don't need to do it. So, like, that's a situation where you're getting yourself into something that you can't handle. So, ideally, the partner would... Okay, would know where this is going. They'd be more of a. You don't need to be worried about anything else, like because that's not what you're there for. <laughs> like if I am your, like I am your spouse. Like if we have financial problems, this is like this is where we're figuring it out with between us. N- anybody else has nothing to do with anything. Just like if you if you had a spouse and y'all were having financial issues. And it would be really good for them to like borrow money from a friend or borrow money from their dad or like borrow money. That's the, why are they in your household? Like that has nothing to do with anybody else, but y'all. So like, it's the same, like you, you're worried about the, like, you know what I mean? What I mean is like, okay. So what I'm saying is like, okay, let's say not just finances. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say y'all just had an argument that has nothing to do with sex Mm -hmm. and, or money. Like it's just an argument, an everyday argument. Y'all go, you, I mean, you go, your partner goes and they're meeting Mario, you know, whoever, again, on a midnight creep, you know, bang, bang, ski, ski, you know, they're, all right, you know, you okay? You know, you seem a little down tonight. Oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the conversation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if your partner is that easily taken and again, they're taking, they're a part of something that they shouldn't be a part of to begin with. And if they're that, if they're that easily taken by finances, they could be taken by a nigga at their job. Well, not just finances, but I mean, or like, anything, like, because people find comfort in different ways. Like, you know, how people have like work husbands and blah blah. If your partner is that easily taken, 
then that's uh, that has more so to do with them being easily taken than it does about your open relationship. If they are that easily, like if they are that easily persuaded, or if anybody can just like if they can if they can seek comfort in other people in that way, then that's just who they are. Gotcha. Like it has nothing to do with y'all's relationship. That's or se- or sex. Yeah, it has nothing to do with sex. Like if they are that easily persuaded, then that's just who they are, and there would be that in any relationship, whether it was open relationship or not. If they can that if they can be that overly taken by somebody's words, because you can, I mean, because they can get in that relationship, it can be shit too, just in different ways. So I, I think that the main takeaway is like people are just people, and they are going to be those type of people no matter no matter what type of relationship y'all have. That's true. Okay, I gather that. So, okay, so on this, like, okay, how many? You said you've had three open relationships. Mm-hmm. How many of those would you say were successful? Um, well, I'm single right now, so I think that <laughs> no matter whether it was open or not, they were all um, unsuccessful. But I think that they all had the same issues. I think that um, if my main takeaway and like the majority of relationships I get in is that I can seem um, emotionally detached. And that's only because my form of love does not come in the form that most people accept love. And I think that my form of love is more so like um, I'm with you and we're bearing like we're getting through anything and I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Like that's how I love people. But I think that one thing that I'm working on is loving people in their own love language and not just mine. Um, so I think that that's something that I'm working on. Some, some, hopefully I'll find somebody that, you know, accepts the love that I give, but I don't think that, um, being in an open relationship caused any of my relationships to fail. I think that them being dishonest and liars caused relationships to fail. Got it. So, like, in the same sense of, like, okay, someone who is, like, lying about a job, no matter what it is, it's not that jobs or me wanting, me personally wanting a partner with some kind of solidarity is the issue. It's the fact that they lie to me. Yeah, like, I'm, I feel like I'm very honest and very open and, like, I'm, like, Excuse me, I guess maybe people don't feel this way, but in my mind, I think that you you can tell me anything, really, and we'll, like, figure it out. And I, and then, also, I'll be honest with you, I'll tell you if it's something I can't handle, and if it's something that I can't handle. So, I, like, I'll give you an example. One of my open relationships, um, it ended because uh, the person I was dating at the time, um, I was letting him stay with me, and I went out of town. And so, one rule that we had was you would not fuck anybody in my house. And also, I wanted to know when you did do something. So in his mind, he thought that I was ignoring his phone calls, where, which in fact, where I was, um, I didn't get service. So I would call him when I did get service, which usually would be when I left the house, which was few and far between because I was visiting family. So he took it upon himself to not only fuck somebody in my house, but also lie about it. So in my, in my mind, that's the type of person you are. It has nothing to do with being in an open relationship you lied and you fucked somebody in my house. It's like a different type of foul. So when, especially when I was like being a good person and even letting you stay with me. So in my mind, you are a liar. Well, you, you know, like I've, and I've talked to this person since we made amends. Like I'm not, you know, no hard feelings. I'm just giving an example of a fact. So in my mind, like you lied and you are a liar. And this is something that you were capable of all along, regardless of whether it was open relationship or not. So, you know, open relationship didn't end it because, in fact, 
we had an open relationship that you're allowed to have sex with somebody else. That's something I was on board with. So the sex was not something that ended our relationship. You could have just had sex at his house and you could have told me about it. That would have been within the guidelines of our open relationship and that would have been cool. But you chose not to. You went out of your way not to. That makes a lot of sense. See, I like the more and more I talk about it, like I laugh. I don't know. I feel like I want to try one. Don't. Like I, <laughs> don't. Why? why not? I, no, because I don't think that... I don't think that it's something that, because again, I think that you should follow your first mind. Me, I am, I've always been, like, I've always known, like, even like the polyamorous, uh, polyamorous type thing, like, uh, that's something I'm on board with. Being pansexual, that's something, like, I'm on board with. Like, I've always been very, like, fluid. I consider myself, like, a hippie at heart. Like, I do think that, you know, like, experiences are experiences. is very, like, fluid to me. But you know shit that I'm anal about, I'm anal about it. But in other senses, like when it comes to like love, like sex, and blah, 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 I think that it's very like, you know, I'm very open minded. But if if that's something that you even have to second guess, I would recommend that you don't do it because you're going to waste your time and the other person's time. I don't know. I think I'll try it. <laughs> I, but to me, I never had an issue with monogamy. Is the issue. I don't think I've ever been cheated on that my knowledge. I but you know me if I suspicion if I have any suspicions, I don't even like suspecting. Like if I think for a second, it's done. You might as well have done it. Yeah. You know, like I I to me, I'm not the type of person who likes to share like a nigga like that. But at the same time, technically you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I just, I make it a point to be like, you can't, like, it can't be like emotional ties. Like, it can be fun. Like, keep granted, I genuinely, like, the people that I, like, in my past relationships, the people that I was, like, the people that I was, like, fucking around with, I liked them, and I considered them friends. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, you and I friendship, but it was like, a, you know, I considered them cool people, and I could hang around with it. It just didn't have to be about sex. I could hang out with them. But also, I knew that I had boundaries, and that they... It was never going to be anything else. Has any of them ever crossed the boundary? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I can say in with like previous relationships, there were boundaries that needed to be made after it happened with like the person I was in a relationship with. So like, um, for example, one time, one of the people that I was like messing around with, he spent the night, which was crossing a boundary with my spouse at the time, which I didn't know. But again, me being like very open about it, I told him, like I told him like after it happened, me being honest, and he told me he didn't like that, so I didn't do it again. Mm-hmm. So boundaries have been crossed, and I've had like them express to me that they wanted more, but you know I can't really do anything about that, or like you know we have to stop talking because that can't be that. So like okay. It's, I don't know. I just feel like it might be... Do you feel like it might be a little bit more complicated than a normal relationship? I don't think so. I think that... Um, I think that every relationship has normal... Like, you worry about everything in normal relationships. Um, it, That doesn't go away with open relationships. I don't think that having an open relationship is an end-all, be-all. I don't think that you stop... I don't think that you get more more secure in your relationship. I don't think that you stop worrying about your spouse being attracted to other people. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I think that it could be a very blissful thing for two people that are into that. I think that in my experience, what happens is you get somebody who is trying, trying it 
and you get somebody who knows that's what they want. And so that's just the same as somebody who knows they want kids and somebody who doesn't. You have two different things and you have two different people trying to build a relationship off of a rocky foundation. I think that it can be easier when you meet somebody who wants what you want. But, you know, if that was as simple, everybody would be in relationships. I get that. So what do you so ideally your ideal relationship, like your utopia, what would it look like? I want somebody who is free. I want somebody who is I don't like society's um standard of relationships. Uh I want somebody who is trying to be with me forever and they want to stick out stick it out no matter what. And I want somebody who uh sexually is not like I wanna date my friend. Like I wanna date somebody who is there for me somebody i can laugh with somebody you know what i mean and i think that people get so caught up on like sex and just is he attracted to him and it doesn't have to be all of that just really just sit your ass down and let's just build you know what i mean like that's i guess that's my utopia having somebody who understands that they understands that it doesn't take all of that because i always end up with dudes who like who want to argue or who want to make the small things the big things or I always, for some reason, I end up with guys who don't know what they want and they want me to show them what they want. And I'm like, girl, like, I'm exhausted. I was talking to one of my other, um, this doesn't answer your question, but I was talking to uh, somebody I used to date and he said, you know, I learned a lot from you. And then I had just spoken to another one of my exes and he was saying, like, I learned a lot from you. And I was like, you know what, for once I want somebody to show me stuff. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to always be the one to, like, Tell people what it is and what it's not, and don't and and if you if you my ex and you listening to this, right? Any of y'all, I'm not saying I'm the, some perfect boyfriend to be with. I'm just saying I come along with the same shits and giggles that everybody comes along with. I just have a different view on monogamy. That's it. I get that, and that makes that makes sense to me. Like I think, I don't know. I I feel like I don't know. I have a whole new lease on. Like not a whole new lease. But I I think it's if you take your head when you simplify it that way, because even when I read even in the past episodes like we talk about open relationships before multiple times, and different people's viewpoints on it, and it, I guess maybe because you're my friend, so I it, it I you have to look at it a little bit differently and more human like, but it's I don't know like it makes more sense to me. Okay, so are the okay, so free. Is free with no rules or are there types, like, are there rules? Oh, definitely rules. Like, I was saying, like, I don't want you out here fucking everybody. I don't want everybody. My main, I don't want people to come up and tell me shit about you that I don't know. Because, again, I want a very transparent and, like, open relationship. But I also want you to take, I want a lot. I also want you to take feelings into consideration. Like, I don't want you to, just like, again, with any relationship, I don't want you to handle me with, like, wire gloves i want you to understand that this is somebody i care about that i need to talk to talk to them in that way i want you to tell me like hey like this is what happened you know and that's you know i don't feel you know like this is what it is this is what it's not and this is this person like blah blah do you want to see them do you not what do you feel comfortable with it's always about like testing like those comfort levels and like blah blah talk to me like somebody you care about and I think that that's a big rule of mine is even if I don't want to know the the, the gritty, nitty gritty details, I want to know what you got going on. So that way I know how to prepare myself. Because like, regardless of if I was in an open relationship or not, 
people, I'm not a jealous person. I'm not an insecure person. But like people, you people can do things that make you kind of side eye them. You know, side eye them. Um, just be transparent. Uh, my rules are I want to know. A lot of times, people rules is they don't want to know. But if I even if you don't want to know, if I if it's something I feel like I should tell you, then I'm gonna tell you. Just like I, like my ex did not want to know. One of my exes did not want to know. But I also told them when like somebody spent the night here. And that brought about a different set of rules. Because at that point, this is my first time in a relationship with you. I don't know your boundaries. I don't know what you will and will not accept. We may not have crossed everything, even though we've had in-depth conversations about it. We may not have touched all the bases. So I'm presenting you with new information. And now I know how you feel about it. And now I know how to adjust accordingly. But I feel like every relationship should be like that. So to answer your question, yes, there's always rules. But there should be rules and boundaries with any relationship. Okay. So if you had someone who didn't want to discuss what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, they don't want to have a communication. They don't want to tell you about who they're having sex with. They want to not even really think about it. Well, I'm their partner, so it should be about what we both want. Okay. So you may not need to go into detail, but I need to, if I want to know, I want to know. And again, if you're not willing to be open about that, this is not the relationship for you. And that's okay. So ideally, it just let me know, but the details and all of that is what might be up in the air. No, whatever works for you guys. So if you want to know the nitty-gritty details, that's on y'all. If you want to know, whatever. if you don't want to know, whatever, however, you have to test your own comfort levels. Whatever, excuse me, if you want to know everything, then know everything. If you don't want to know, if both of y'all agree that y'all don't want to know anything, then that's cool. For me, I, um, I want to know the important things, and I want to know if you feel like it's something that you're uneasy about. But other than that, like, you know, cool. Like, I want to, I want to know, but I don't want you to go into detail, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want you, and then I suck this dick. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to know that. You're on the guap. Yeah, but I do need you to follow boundaries. We both have boundaries for a reason. But then again, that's me and whoever I'm with. If they present evidence or if they present something I didn't think about, then we'll go about it that way. But it's it's but that's the same in any relationship. You have to have boundaries and you set rules and you have to teach people how to treat you and like that's what any relationship. That's true. We talk about all the time on my show about how you got to treat people, teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Well, I think. I feel really, really good. Do you feel good? Yeah. I think, is there anything else that you want people to know about you, your viewpoints on open relationships? Um, yeah, this is the same. I cannot stress this enough. If, the, if you, if you second, if you're second guessing it, it's not for you. And you cannot go into an open relationship being insecure and not knowing who you are. Um, cause that's giving another person way too much power. And also, um, honesty is always the best policy. No matter if you're in an open relationship or not, um, you should always be honest and upfront about your wants and needs. And even and this has been my experience with other people, and unfortunately, it hasn't ended well. But even if you have different wants and needs than somebody you're really attracted to or see yourself with, then you need to express that to them and give them a chance to take it or leave it. Okay. Well, okay, one more time. Give us your socials and any projects or anything that you have coming down the pipeline, pipeline, cockline. Um, so my Instagram is underscore Sinclair. Um, and hopefully I'll be working on other joint projects with Carmine. And um be on the lookout for my own podcast coming soon. 
All right, loves. Okay, well, this is the last show um, from before my hiatus. It's just a month. I act like I'm about to like never come back ever again. It's just a month. But up until then, make sure y'all. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do any drops. Okay, so make sure if you're just tuning in for whatever reason in two hours into the show. Make sure you follow, rate, subscribe, like, and review this podcast. I've just been talking, 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 Sinclair, like we always do. This is literally like a phone conversation that we always have. Probably shorter mm-hmm. than the conversation that we have all the time. But make sure y'all follow, subscribe, rate, review um, this podcast. Keep the show alive in the month that um, I'm away working on other things. Um, I've got some really cool, fun things to be dropping in the middle of my little high dish and whatever um i'm gonna miss y'all i love y'all and thank y'all so much for listening so much we i don't i think we tried it last week um pay attention to that um on instagram i'll let y'all know i guess and i appreciate you love y'all bye